You, you want to see something really scary? What's the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Welcome to the Grave Plot Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to episode 205 of the Grave... Sorry. 205, is that what was upsetting you? Or, is or it 205, maybe? 205. Okay, for Taylor, it's 205 episode. 205th episode. <laughs> episode ruined. number 205. It ruined my flow. Year of our Lord. <laughs> uh, I'm Skeletoni. I'm Taylor of Terror. We are back again. All up in that ass. Like the resurrection. Yeah. Uh, to bring you two to three hours of garbage. Just bullshit. Just constant flowing of word vomit. Yep. That's us. That should go on our, our banner here. Just <laughs> two to three hours of word vomit. <laughs> <laughs> That'll really pull in the listeners. That'll be, uh, we'll get rid of a little dead inside and replace it with <laughs> two to three hours of word vomit. <laughs> Just watch the downloads roll in. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's been. I think two- what we should do, if we really wanted to get listeners, is replace a little dead inside with like, with Paul Shear. <laughs> and then when they like get us for like, or like when Paul Shear tries to sue us, be like, no, 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 it's that's the name of the show. <laughs> it's, it's called Grave Flat Podcast with Paul Shear. We're not saying that you're on the show. That's the name of the show. <laughs> Unless you want to be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> you can be on the show if you want, and then we'll change it back. We'll change it back to the Grave Plot Podcast and add with Paul Shear. <laughs> then just in little tiny letters once. <laughs> uh, yeah. So how's it going, Taylor? Not bad. Just mm-hmm. come back from uh, New York. New York. New York. New York. <laughs> <laughs> and how'd that go? That's so bad. Yeah, yeah. You went to uh, a wedding. A wedding, I did. Yeah. How'd that go? Good. Yep. I drank too much. You did. <laughs> you were texting me while I was walking around a convention. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you were in a competition with a with a ginger. I was <laughs> when I could call. Which, I won. Which you won. <laughs> Very proud of you. Um, yeah, it sounded like quite the wedding. Like I, like you remember on How I Met Your Mother when Lily and Marshall made the list of all the wedding cliches, and they're like, "This is everything we're not going to do." Yes, I'm pretty sure these two found that list and were like, "Boom, planned." <laughs> <laughs> See, I like, like, like when we got married. Um, 
we didn't like so much like lean into that like classic stuff, but we didn't really necessarily avoid it. Yeah. It's like, that's what people, there are things that people enjoy doing at weddings. And, you know, as much as these fucking douchebags are like, oh, we're not going to do that because it's so cliche. It's like, those are the things that people go to weddings for. Cliches are hard because sometimes they're like, that's so cliche and so overdone. But sometimes things are cliche because they're classic. Yeah, exactly. Um, But, like, we do the same thing when we travel. It's like, you know, we go somewhere and, you know, people will travel and they'll be like, oh, we want to go all to the the underground spots. We don't want to go all the touristy spots. It's just like, we'll go... Like travel and be like, no, no, no. Where are the touristy spots? Yeah, that's kind of where we're here. Yeah, <laughs> we like, you know, we went to well, like when we went on our honeymoon. You know, we went kind of up and well, not all the way down the west or east coast, but we, you know, started in D.C. and worked our way up to Boston, shipping up to Boston, and um, you know, hit all like the places that you go. Yeah, when you go to those places, and just like, why would we do anything different? It's like I don't want to look for some fucking you know, um, hole in the wall bar that you know only the locals know about. It's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's for like the third or fourth time you go. Sure. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay. I've seen Times Square. I've seen the Empire State Building. What's a good bar in the village? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Or like um, when we went to New Orleans, we were there for uh, about a week and a half. Um, and we spent most of our time in the French Quarter. Well, yeah, everyone's like, avoid Bourbon Street. I'm like, but that's why I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go there. <laughs> I want to be there. Um, although Bourbon Street, while... Like, I remember the first night we got there, we, we stayed at a hotel that was about half an hour outside of New Orleans because we just didn't want to have to deal with that while we we're trying to sleep. Um, but we flew in. So fucking tired because we've been traveling all day. We just got into our hotel, but it's like, okay, what else are we going to do? So we drove into New Orleans, didn't know where I was going, and made the mistake of trying to drive through Bourbon Street. Oh, jeez. <laughs> At night. Which, and, you know, it was, a, it was the middle of the week, I think, but that doesn't matter there. Time, time, time is not a thing. Yeah, time, time is meaningless in New Orleans. <laughs> anyway. But you know, people travel for different reasons. Like, but like my sister and and her husband, like they they travel to go like hit food spots. Like that's just people. Some people travel to drink. Like, anyway, I don't even know how we got there. Weddings? Is that that's something to do with it? I traveled, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So and then you you saw your pops and your brother. Yeah. God, you're. I, I've never met your brother, but I remember pictures of him as, as, as a little guy and when i saw the picture of you him and your dad and he's the tallest of the three of you i'm like fuck's sake yeah he's enormous what is six six f- seven i think fucking christ it's a big kid yeah how old is he now 18 i grow up so fast fucker won't play basketball just not into it no nope. does he want to dance he played tennis in high school tennis yeah I guess, you know, when you can reach all the way across the court. Sure, yeah. What's another good game that's good? You have a wide, wide reach. Football, I guess? Be like receiver. Receiver, yeah. Tight end. I guess he's too skinny to be a tight end, but. Yeah. Be like a cornerback. If he's fast. 
don't know if he's fast. Probably yeah. not. He doesn't really. He's not super athletic. Well, I mean, I'm not trying to. I don't mean he's not athletic. <laughs> he just doesn't do athletic things. He's not into athletics. Sure. Well, not every kid is into it, and that's fine. Yeah. No. I mean, he's uh, he's taking computer classes in college, so he's very into computers and video games and stuff. That's what he wants to do. Is he wants to design video games. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, it's things are different from when we grew up because that just wasn't really an option back then. Like, if you wanted to do computers, you're basically like a computer programmer. That that's like what right. was available, or like repair person, or, right? Yeah. And now, like, you know, it, it like you could be a game designer, but you had to be like, you know, like have a lot of notoriety, and you like you get a job at like Nintendo or something. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> and now that that kind of stuff's just more widely available because video game development teams are like hundreds of people now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I mean, you can literally like start your own company and just like make mobile games or something. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah. It was nice that my dad didn't really want to like do things. Like we went out to lunch the two days we were there, but he after the everything we had to do with like all the wedding pre stuff, and because my girlfriend was in the wedding party, so. Mm-hmm. We were involved in all of the wedding stuff, so it was nice to just kind of hang out with him, not have to go out and feel obligated to do things. Sure, yeah. Well, and it's been a few years since you'd seen him, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, I went to Rose City Comic Con. That was fun. It's a much smaller... Because, you know, I went to Emerald City, which is pretty big. You know, it's got like three, four buildings worth of stuff. And Rose City was pretty much just the, the in within the single building of the Oregon Convention Center. Um, but it was still fun. I saw uh, Jim Lee again. Uh, I saw Sean Astin. He signed my, my, my Encino man. Uh, so now I just got to get Polly Shore. Apparently on tour, he's like doing touring, doing stand up. Yeah, and I think he's coming here in like February or something. I keep seeing commercials for Rob Schneider coming to EQC. Derpy derp, derpy derp, Rob Schneider, derpy derp. Um, it's called like the I Have Issues tour, and I'm like, oh, at least he admits it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember my buddy uh, John, who was is a former professional boxer, and. Um, I don't know if it happened after a match or if they just met socially somehow, but he met Rob Schneider and he's like, oh, I'm a really big fan. Uh, you know, I'm, I've been following your career. You're great. And it's like, that's fucking random. Wait, Rob Schneider said that to him? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so did that. Um, in, in the midst of all the fucking wildfire smoke we had here, you missed that. Yeah. I was kind of keeping track of it because I was worried about, you know, if it was going to affect my flight or anything. Right. Uh, yeah, because, like, it started getting pretty bad here. And I'm like, okay, well, at least we'll be out in, you know, in Portland for the weekend. But no, it was down there, too. Uh, it basically covered the entire, like, northwest coast. Um, and uh, sucked because I had to park probably about half a mile away from the convention center. And I walk all the way there in the smoke, realize I still have my knife in my pocket. 
Uh-oh. Walk all the way back to my car in the smoke and walk all the way back to the convention center. And then it was a masked event. So it's like, I'm like, <sighs> put on this mask now. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, yesterday we took the, the little guy to the fair for, or not the fair, uh, the zoo for the first time. Oh, nice. Yeah. Everything was doggy. <laughs> like pretty much anything with fur was a doggy. Like you uh, saw uh, some meerkats, doggy. <laughs> saw some otters, doggy. Water doggy. Yeah. <laughs> you saw a tiger, doggy. <laughs> it's like, ah, he'll get it. <laughs> he'll figure out eventually. <laughs> no sense in correcting him now. At this point, you're just like, yeah, doggy, whatever. Like, yeah, okay, whatever. Sure, doggy, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Just openly calling my <laughs> toddler son an idiot in front of other people. Um, have you seen this guy? He's on TikTok, but I don't see his stuff on TikTok. I see it on Facebook because I'm a, a thousand. Um, sure. But he like always asks his son these jokes, and his son will come up with a punchline, and he goes, no, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have seen like one or two of those, yeah. Um, but. Anyway, so yeah, that's that's pretty much all that's new with me. I am... Uh, oh, we lost the logo. Oh, shit. Must have timed out. That's all right. Nobody's watching. That's fine. <laughs> um, Just turn it off. <laughs> um, turn off. Oh, the remote died. <laughs> all right, well, I'm going to watch that. Death is all around us. <laughs> This it's like this one's really old, and so the battery just craps out. Mm. Anyway, um, oh, something I talked about in the last episode ended up cutting it out because I wasn't sure if I could actually talk about it. Yet, is uh, apparently I'm so I'm my whole department at work is transitioning to our parent company. So like the company, like our company is not necessarily getting absorbed, but our my team is moving to the parent company and we're still going to be basically like contracted out to our company. That's so weird. I, I don't, I mean, so there's a thing called shared services in most companies with, uh, you know, affiliates or like subsidiaries. It's usually um, HR, IT, accounting, and... Um, there's one other one I can't think of, um, like maybe facilities management, facility, facility, um, and so I mean it, it. It makes sense that they're doing it, but why they're doing it now, I don't fully understand. But anyway, so it's a bit of a tense time. I mean, not really, not really like worried about it. It's just you know it's change. So yeah, change is always a little heavy. Fear change. <laughs> But anyway, that's what's going on with me. Nothing too exciting. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, uh, anything else going on? Uh, I mean, Grave Plot Film Fest, still taking those submissions. Head on over to graveplotfilmfest.com. If you've got a short horror film, 15 minutes or less, we would love to see it. We would. We would love to see it. And coming next month, uh, actually, next month is a big month for us. As you know, well, longtime listeners would know. And New time people, new time listeners. About to find out. About to find about to out. learn today. <laughs> uh, every year in October, we do Octoberama, 
which <clears throat> brings you weekly we episodes. Just burp and fart all over the podcast. Oh, wait, that's every every, that's every time. <laughs> uh, we bring you weekly episodes where we uh, have th- um, themed weeks. Uh, we start out with week of the vampire and lead that into week of the zombie, and then the third week is week of we don't really have an official name for it, but it's like week of the patron, week of the Patreon pick, week of week of the what <laughs> where we let our patrons uh, our grave diggers over on patreon which i'll get to in a minute uh pick the theme of the episode and then uh we round it out with our halloween episode uh and sometimes we have an extra week depending on how the year falls when not not this year right nope okay yeah and sometimes we have it we have a fifth episode that just happens to fall in I believe we do next year, which is crazy because next year is going to be 10 years. 10 years. We're going to fucking blow it out. Oh, yeah. We're going to blow our asses out. Strippers and cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, yeah, so that's going to be starting with the first Wednesday in October. And I think that's the week after our our last September episode, right? No, I don't think so. I I think we have a, a a free week. Do we? Okay. Well. First Wednesday of, of October, wherever it may fall, uh, look for that. And then uh, every Wednesday in October, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun stuff. Uh, also in October, on October 31st, tickets for the Grave Plot Film Fest go on sale. That's right. So get your wallets ready. Bring money. <laughs> also, Cult of Splat is uh, my other podcast, uh, is having a virtual live show. Where we're going to be talking about Super Troopers with our friend Max Zaleski. So you can get tickets for that at cultusplat.com slash events. You can get those right now. Right meow. Nice, nice. Wait, you're selling tickets? Yeah. Huh. Is it a charity or you're just selling tickets? Well, the program we're using costs money, so we're hoping to get at least enough people to come to pay for that. Got it. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so, yeah, before we jump into the show itself uh like i mentioned do want to thank our uh, grave diggers over on patreon those lovely folks help finance a silly little show that we've been doing for way too long about nine ish years eight and eleven twelfths years yep um and uh yeah it's not expensive show but it does cost money we have to pay for our website and hosting fees and mp3s and whatnot and all that stuff. All, all the things that make this show pretty, we got to pay for it. And it's better if you pay for it instead. <laughs> uh, those lovely folks are Carlos Rodella, Gory B. Movie, Max Zaleski, Aaron Meyer, Bob Voorhees, and Kevin Nesgoda. Thank you so much, guys. From the bottoms of our hearts, you mean the world to us. Taylor, if anybody else wants to join the party, where can they go? They can go to patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast. For as little as $1, you can join the party. We'll give you some extra perks, including things like watching us live on Discord every episode, including right now. Uh, Like Tony said, you get to pick one week of Octoberama. We also do Patreon picks episodes sometimes. Uh, Those might just be random throughout the year. You never know. So you should sign up and be ready. And uh, party. Party on, dudes. Fucking party. (laughs) That's your fucking dick. (laughs) And any money we make, like, we're not in this to be rich. It's been nine years, and we don't think we've made a cent off this. Um, (laughs) No. (laughs) 
all the money goes back into the show and you know any superfluous money goes into things like the grave plot film fest uh you know making that as the best we can give doing stuff like giveaways and uh raffles and and what not mm-hmm. cool Is that it that's it all right let's do some more business All right, starting out in real world horror. You know, so much of this stuff comes from other countries. That's right. We don't do weird shit in America. <laughs> Except for like Bigfoot and the Jersey Devil and alien abductions and all the other cryptids that have been made up here. I mean, yeah, but, <laughs> but those are real. Those are real. <laughs> Well, maybe one of the oldest and most fabled cryptids, if you will, uh, vampires. You know, it's it's been a uh, a question where that where that belief started. You know, there's been multiple different uh, mythologies and and lores related to to vampires, depending on where in the world you're 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 coming from. Um, but uh, apparently. A vampire skeleton has been discovered. I don't know nothing about no skeletons. (laughs) Uh, Researchers discovered a centuries-old, quote, female vampire held to the ground by a sickle and buried in a Polish village cemetery. So there, how about that? Polish vampire. I feel like you don't hear a lot of Polish vampires. No, I, I can't recall any Polish vampires. No. Draculovsky. <laughs> hey, Taylor. So, Are you Polish? I'm not. Give me, please. Or, I might be. I don't know. My mom keeps making up new things that I am every time I talk to her. She do one of them 23andMe things. I, she told me I was Danish for 38 years of my life, and all of a sudden she's like, you're Irish. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I can't even place what her last name where that would originate. It's very white. <laughs> <laughs> well, like it, it, it almost sounds Danish if if I had to guess. But who fucking knows? I don't I I, I know that that's very important to a lot of people and that's fine, but I really don't care. <laughs> yeah, I mean all my lineage is very easy to track. Like it's like my family, uh, except for one side of my grandpa's family, I think only like only been in America for like you know four generations or something like that. So it's very easy to track. Um. <clears throat> And, like, both sides are pretty, like, they're different. They have different lineages. So, like, I don't have, like, it's, like, not both of my parents are Irish or anything like that. So, yeah. That's why I've never bothered with any of those, like, 23andMe or anything. Because, like, if someone was like, oh, it turns out you're 95% Lithuanian. It's not going to change how I live my life. Right. I'm not going to be like, oh, well, now I have to go to Lithuania and meet the motherland. Like, <laughs> I didn't give a shit about for the last 40 years. Like, you know, like, I mean, this is completely off subject. Well. 
the subject at hand, I guess. But like, please, we we don't get off subject on this show. Let's stay focused. <laughs> uh, well, it's just like you know, like like black people, like a lot of them can't trace their heritage beyond like the you know early eighteen hundreds, late seventeen hundreds. Beyond that, it's like it's all a bunch of you know, like slave trade paperwork and, right. and shit like that, and it's like, that's fucked. That's it's just it, it's I can't even imagine having that like in my family yeah. tree. Like it's just. But again, like I said, I don't I I don't care personally for for myself. Again, if if it was like, oh, you're you know from Botswana. And I was like, they were like, oh, that's why your facial hair grows a certain way or something. Like <laughs> okay. I can't change it. So I just, <laughs> just going to keep shaving it this way. <laughs> the one thing I'm not totally certain on is uh, on my grandma's side, like her, her maiden name could either be English or German. And I don't know which one it is. And nobody else seems to know either. <laughs> So that's like, I mean, my, my last name, I've seen it as German, uh, English and Israeli. That's a curveball. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I mean, you know, a lot, a lot of modern day Israelis were, you know, um, transplants from other European countries. That's true. Like Poland. Like Poland. <laughs> I may be Polish. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, if that's the case, please drive me three blocks. <laughs> we made it back. We did. There's a lot more than three blocks, but. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the remains of the, of the vampire, as they're referring it, were found by a team of. Tor- Wait, sorry. T- oh, team, team of Torun Nicholas. Copernicus University researcher. What? I'm missing out. I'm missing something here. Torun Nicholas. It's Copernic- a team of researchers from Torun Nicholas Copernicus University. It's a long university name. It is. Uh, research in. You got to put the middle name in there. Like it couldn't just be Torun Nick Copernicus. Like you got to you got to throw Nicholas. In. Nicholas. Nicholas. <laughs> this milk right here. <laughs> you should be fighting crime. <laughs> Um, did did Nick know John Stamos? <laughs> um, uh, researchers researchers in um, Peen, Peen, Peen. There's an accent over the N. How does that work? P- <laughs> Peen. You got to You got to really, really hit the Peen. 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 Taruna. Uh, roughly half an hour drive from the city of, uh, good luck. B. There's a, there's a B, a Y, a D and a G all in a row. Four consonants in a row. (laughs) Unless that's a sometimes Y situation. That must be the sometimes Y situation. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Bead goes Bead gosh Oshkosh bagosh. And then there's a Z C Z at the end. 
By dog Wait, but the DGO I keep wanting to say is dog. <laughs> Doggy. I keep wanting to call anything dog. Uh by by gosh. Yep. <laughs> Nailed it. Let's see. I know you guys can't hear this, but bid gushed. There you go. Um, the skeleton reportedly dates from the 17th century. It was buried with a silk cap, which archaeologists thought indicated her high ranking in society. A That's front- right. You got to be hoity-toity to wear a silk cap. Mm. Like this. Like we got we got cotton cloth hats like this is right this is garbage hats <laughs> this is the hat of peasant hat. hat of plebes <laughs> plebes <laughs> uh front tooth jutted out of the front of the mouth a feature that could have raised suspicions that she was a vampire so you got fucked up teeth when you're a vampire <laughs> she just had poor oral hygiene right. <laughs> you're just like you know people just are born with fucked up teeth doesn't make them vampires right Remember when they said if Lisa didn't get braces, her tooth was going to go? Dental plan! <laughs> like uh, fucking narwhals. People don't call them vampires. Well, no, because the horn's coming out of the top of their head, not their mouth. It comes out of their mouth. <laughs> no, it comes out the front. The front of their head. It's a tusk. Have, have you seen a narwhal? Yes, but it comes out of the front of their head. It's not come out of their mouth. You fucking plebe. You... <laughs> <laughs> fucking philistine <laughs> look there's his mouth there's his horn that, it's coming out of his mouth it's not <laughs> look at these ones are fighting <laughs> yeah we're fighting <laughs> get back inside remember when I was jousting with that girl at the unicorn oh my god that was so funny because you did it completely unprompted. It was like the only thing that night where you were like, I'm just going to be fucking stupid for a second. Well, no, I thought you wanted to. <laughs> okay, we got to tell the story now. I'm sure we have before. Probably. But it bears repeating. Um, we took... What happened or to Or it my, stands repeating. What happened to my horror business? Um, we took Tony on a bar crawl for his birthday. We took him to this bar called Unicorn. And uh, it's like the whole place is unicorn themed. And when they found out that it was his bachelor party... They gave him this helmet. It's it's like a bicycle helmet with a giant... What was the horn made of? Uh, I don't remember. I don't know, but it was all duct taped. I remember that. Yeah. It had clearly been through some shit. And so we... And we, fuck lice. Who gives a shit? <laughs> so we made Tony wear it. And uh, at one point, he's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. And then all of a sudden, our friend Brian goes, he's fighting that girl. <laughs> <laughs> And we look over and Tony and this other girl who's also wearing one of his helmets are like jousting with their helmets. <laughs> Not jousting so much. It was like a sword fight. Yeah. Uh, I So in hindsight, by this time I was already pretty drunk because we went and had dinner and I think I had like three or four drinks there, which was probably a bad idea because I knew I was going to be drinking a lot. He was drinking. He was doing drinks called uh, unicorn jizz. Right. Because he wasn't allowed to complain all night. <laughs> if he complained, he had to do shots. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, 
They were bad. I think they were like banana flavored or something. If I remember right. Well, they also have a drink called the Banana Hammock. Oh, maybe that's what. I probably drank both. <laughs> I probably. It's just one of those nights. <laughs> um. Anyway, I think your 30th birthday was worse, though. <laughs> I got really fucking drunk on my 30th. I can't believe you made it all the way. I th- yeah, I was like the only one. It was you, me, and and Lynn and Brian, I think. I don't know how Brian fucking made it. No, Brian got tossed out of like... Did he? He got tossed out of a bar. Or they wouldn't even let him in. Because he like walked out of one of his shoes. And they're like, hey, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. uh, Yeah, so like from my perspective, I was going to the bathroom. And I saw this other girl. And she's like, hey, we got the same hat. And like... And you're like, ah! And my... In my head, I thought she was saying, hey, we should, like, sword fight with these things. I'm like, yeah. Fuck yeah, we should. I'm like, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> so we did. And in hindsight, that's probably not what she wanted. <laughs> she was like, you were attacking her. <laughs> but I did it anyway. I loved the Brian's going, he's fighting that girl. <laughs> Where I was like, well, he's what? <laughs> it's like, what happened between here and there? <laughs> Should someone have accompanied him? <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway. Good times. So, this. What? Hold on. There. There's fucking pop-ups. There's a narwhal skull. It comes out of its face. That's what I said. I mean, you're saying it comes out of the top of its head. That's its no, mouth. No, the front of its head. Oh, you fucking guy. I'm going to play it back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to loop it like 10 times. <laughs> anyway. Um, where did I leave off? Uh, this woman was also buried with a sickle around her neck, believed to be placed there to prevent her from going back to life. There was also a padlock on a, t- on a toe. The researcher said, also attributed to superstitions about how to keep the dead from rising to the gr- from their grave. <laughs> Never heard that superstition. Put a padlock on the toe. That's... I was going to make an analogy to another silly superstition, but I can't think of one off the top of my head. <laughs> like, that's not going to stop anything. If it's, if it's a zombie and it just, like, wakes up, that padlock's just going to fall off. Yeah. Unless they put it through the toe. Right. Like the padlock's gonna fall off or the toe's gonna fall off. One of the two. Yeah. Uh the vampires are gonna wake up and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> um just kind of kick it off like that. Right. Like this is it's annoying. Yeah, this is a, this is a, an inconvenience. Um so if getting I can, past that sickle though, that's gonna be the tough part. Right. Especially if it's like buried into the ground, because you gotta like Get it off, you know, without uh, without, without cutting yourself, without depacitating yourself. Right. Um. Yeah. So it sounds to me like they pretty much just killed and buried a woman um, who had bad teeth and a silk cap and a silk cap. So she was she was hoity toity, and they still they were just like, nope, vampire, fuck you. Yep. I mean, it, it's not far off from you know what they did in the the witch trials. That's true. So we, uh, well, we as Americans cannot really point the finger because we have our own 
ridiculous <laughs> past. I mean, we can and we will. Right. Because that's our right. Sure. As Americans. As Americans. <laughs> Uh, vampires. Ah. <laughs> That's just become our like go to like hard cut for a story. Just yelling the just whatever subject. it's about, yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, because we've usually gone so far off topic by then. We're just like, bring it back and cut. <laughs> it's like I don't even know how to get back to where we came from. <laughs> so, Warner Brothers Discovery is doing a lot of really stupid fucking shit. True story. Uh, they recently laid off the entire staff of a Looney Tunes movie. That was supposed to start production called Bye Bye Bunny. And then to distract everyone, they said, but look, Constantine sequel. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're making a sequel to Constantine. And like Keanu is back. And uh, the original director, um, Francis Lawrence, is back. Uh, yeah, brand new sequel to the 2005 Constantine movie. I don't know where, like, if it's going to take place. 20 years later? I mean, it, it has to. Because he's so old. I mean, it's CGI. They can do anything with computers these days. <laughs> well, it's like... Well, let's see. What movies has he done where he has re, re, reprised an old character? Was it just Bill and Ted? Or, there has to be others, right? Matrix. Matrix, right. Well, okay, so yeah, I'll take that for example. You know, in in the Matrix movies, the the original three, he was always clean cut. You know, short hair, shaved face, and then this most recent one, he he kept his kind of what's become his signature is like his signature long hair and beard. Um, you think he sh- well, he did shave his beard for Bill and Ted, but he still kept the long hair. Uh but he had long hair in the first two, at least the second one. Longer, yeah, yeah, but. Like shaggy hair, but yeah, this was just straight long hair. Um, But again, when you think about Constantine, not only did he not look like Constantine to begin with, but now he looks even farther removed from Constantine, (laughs) and it kind of makes me wonder how they're going to address that if they do at all. Uh, You and I talked about this, and it's like, I was really beginning to think that I was the only person in the world who thought that movie was garbage. I think it's garbage. And that makes me feel better. <laughs> I can always count on you. Uh, I mean, I was never uh, like the the whole um, Neil Gaiman like Sandman universe. I never really followed it. Um, uh, but I know it. I know it. Who Constantine is? He's become very involved in the rest of the DC universe, uh, particularly with like Justice League Dark. Um, so I know Constantine fairly well, and um, the fact that they made this movie with Constantine, who like looks nothing like John Constantine, <laughs> uh, like Matt Ryan looks 
like John Constantine. Yeah, he looked like uh, Constantine like to a fucking T. Like Constantine was designed by Neil Gaiman to look very much like um, Sting in the eighties uh. from from the police. Um, so if you read like old like Sandman comics or old Con- Constantine or Lucifer comics, um, or sorry Hellblazer comics or or Lucifer comics, um. It, it, it looks like Sting on the page. Um, and yeah, like I don't, I don't understand why they cast Keanu Reeves in the first place. <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like when that movie came out, people like really shit on it, like just thought it was awful. Uh, and it's gotten this really strong following lately that I don't understand. And I think, I think a lot of it has to do with Tilda Swinton. Because people just like drool over everything she's fucking in, and like I, I, I told you this, I don't, I don't prescribe to that. Like I'm not so enamored by Tilda Swinton, like every other fucking person on the earth. Seems yeah, to I really be. don't have a strong opinion of her either. Yeah, it's like in she's fine. Direction. Yeah, like <laughs> if someone was like, "Oh, Tilda Swinton's in it," I'd be like, "Oh, okay." It's like telling me that, like, I don't know, some other actor that I don't care about is in it. Yeah. I was going to say Tim Curry, but I'm the, no, I would have a stronger opinion about Tim Curry. If someone was like, Tim Curry's in it, I'd be like, Tim Curry's still acting? That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> this is fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like she was... Um, I mean, like, I, I, a lot of things she's been in that I've seen, she's fine. She's not, yeah, I, I, I have nothing against her. I, I mean, I think that probably the biggest mistake she ever made of her professional career... Doctor Strange. Was, was Doctor Strange. <laughs> being cast as a character who was not only a man, but an Asian man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, poor decisions get made. Um, yeah. I don't understand why they're doing this. I don't get it. I, I don't either. Um, who, like, who asked for this? And with all the other shit that Warner's Discovery is, like, canceling, I'm like, this is what you move ahead with? Yeah. For the fact that they like, f- so I mean, I know they want to move in the direction, like as far as films, because they're doing a lot of stuff for HBO Max. Um, you know, not only TV, not only series, but films as well, exclusively for HBO Max. And I'll you know stick in the realm of superheroes. They 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 f- shot and were in like post production on that Batgirl movie, right? Uh, and they just shit canned it. And then now they're doing this instead. And I, I... Well, like I said, that that Bye Bye Bunny thing, like, if you say Warner Brothers to me, I think Looney Tunes. Sure. And so to cancel a Looney Tunes movie for this, like, I just don't get it. Yeah. I, like well, I said, I didn't... I haven't heard a strong clamoring for a new Constantine movie 20 years later. You know what it is? It, it, it really boils down... I mean, everything does. Boils down to money. Sure. I have to imagine that because the Space Jam uh, reboot, whatever they want to call it, was a fucking disaster and was basically a, a mockery. Like, it was mocked all over the internet for months. Right, won multiple Razzies. Like... Um, and they basically blame that on Looney Tunes instead of the fact that it was just a stupid movie to begin with. Um, and... Uh, I have to imagine that's why they probably shit canned 
a Looney Tunes movie because because yeah. every time I every time I look up this guy's name, I f- immediately forget it. But the new CEO of Warner Discovery, that guy is all about money, which for their purposes is fine because you know they're losing money, and he when he was hired told them, okay, I'm going to cut $3 billion in overhead. That, that's, my, that's my pledge to you, the stockholders. Yeah. It's probably going to affect profit, but at least the overhead's lower, right? Well, I think that's probably or what he's... Revenue, dis- not profit. I think that's probably what he's discerning is how much is going to, you know, the, the, you know, cost versus... Is it, are they going to spend more money to create a product uh, than it, then they'll get in return. And I think that's just ultimately the, the, or where is it, is it going to be worth it? Is it, is the profit margin going to be large enough to justify keeping it? Right. And I, I'm, from a business aspect, I can respect that as a, as a fan of a lot of things. I think it's a little shitty, but you know, at the end of the day, money is what makes the world go around. So, well, like I always see people being like, well, they took on three billion dollars in debt or whatever it was," and I was like, "They didn't have to. They could have just not bought Warner Brothers." <laughs> <laughs> you know. Anyway, uh, Akiva Goldsman will write the screenplay and produce uh, through Weed Road Pictures. Pictures. Alongside Bad Robots, J.J. Abrams and Hannah Mingella. Uh, Kiva Goldsman, of course, wrote the first one, as well as Star Trek Strange New Worlds, uh, Star Trek Discovery, Dark Tower, Transformers, The Last Night, Rings. He's written a lot of bad stuff. Yeah, he has. <clears throat> Batman and Robin. <laughs> the worst one. It is the worst one. That's that's the nipple Batman. <laughs> Fat nipples. <laughs> uh, Reeves will reprise as supernatural exorcist and demonologist John Constantine, who in the original is dying but stays around to save his soul by keeping demons from hell from breaching Earth. He also gets between a battle between the Archangel Gabriel and Lucifer. That, of course, is the synopsis for the first one, not the new one. We don't have a synopsis for the new one yet because I don't even know if it's been written yet. But Yeah, Tilda Swinton, she played Gabriel, which... That's it's been a thing with Sandman fans. I've noticed is like, oh, you know, angels aren't male or female, so anybody can play him. It's like okay. Whatever. Did Peter Stormare play Lucifer in the first one? He did. According to IMDb, he is cast as Lucifer again. Makes sense. But like, I suppose you probably didn't watch the Sandman series, did you? Mm-mm. Um, oh shit, I forgot her name. Um. Fucking, 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 damn it. Yep. Gwendolyn Christie from Game of Thrones, she played Lucifer. Okay. Um, so Lucifer and Gabriel have both been played by women. Um, but are they going to bring back Shia LaBeouf? Oh, he wasn't that, wasn't he? How about that? Is, is, he doesn't even act anymore, does he? I don't think so. He was supposed to be in that new um, Olivia Wilde movie. Oh, that's right. But he had a beef with what, 
Chris Pine or something? Uh, he was kicked off. Is that what it was? Yeah, but I don't remember. Yeah, he had a beef with somebody. That whole movie. There's I, a lot of drama around that movie. And I don't even know if any of it's real. Or yeah. If, if any of it is, which part of it? Like apparently, apparently Olivia Wilde and Florence Pugh don't get along. But they both say, no, we're fine. Harry Styles and Chris Pine don't get along. Harry Styles might have spit on Chris Pine. And again, they both are like, no. <laughs> I don't know. Fucking Hollywood. I hate how fake Hollywood is. Hollywood. Hollywood kid. Um, yeah. Like, I like Keanu Reeves, but I thought Constantine fucking sucked, and I still do, and I don't understand the sequel. Like I said, I don't know who was asking for this. I don't know why they would have... So, we need to wrap the story up, but like Matt Ryan played Constantine. You know, he had his own show very briefly on um, before they shit canned it. And then they brought him back in um the the Arrowverse on CW. Mm-hmm. And he had a pretty long uh tenure on Legends of Tomorrow. And he had a few guest spots on other shows and stuff. And it's just a shame that he never got his own show or you know, I mean he didn't get to like you know, start his own show again. Uh, that he never got like a movie opportunity. He actually did vo- voice uh, John Constantine in a couple different animated films, so that that was cool. But um, yeah, it's just a shame because he's like so perfectly suited for that role, and they just kind of like, yeah, they're like, yeah, but Keanu, right? <laughs> like, never mind. He doesn't look anything like John Constantine, but and he's not British. That was the biggest thing. He wasn't British. Like, he, he even tried to do an accent. Of course, we saw what a fucking disaster that was in Dracula. Say, do we, we want Keanu yeah. doing an accent? <laughs> okay, I'm done. Constantine! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are currently in the midst of, uh, was it, it's, what's the official name? Hispanic Heritage Month. Correct. Which is apparently, it starts in the middle of September and ends in the middle of October. Yes, it is the 15th to the 15th. I don't understand. That's not a month. It's, I mean, it's technically. It's not a calendar month. Right. But why? I guess, so... They don't overlap with too many th- other things. I feel like that would not overlap with more things. Regardless, we are in. We all know because the NFL put a tilde over the N on their logo. Yeah. For those keeping track at home, Nacional does not have an Enya in it. Right. Fucking... That's just the most pandering thing. Oh, God. It's disgusting. It's like absolutely a white guy came up with that. <laughs> oh, most definitely. And the fact that it probably went through so many different people to get approved is just like baffling. But it does have unmistakable Latin flavor. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can't remember because I showed it to my dad, so I can't remember if you said it or my dad said it. But it said something like it sounds like a Taco, Taco Bell ad. That was me. That was you. Okay, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was from their their press announcement. Was it? It gives it unmistakable Latin flavor and just like it's the branding is purple and yellow, so it looks like fucking Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know. Being that we are in Hispanic Heritage Month, uh, got a uh, a relevant story here. Um, a new uh, anthology. Anthology, thank you. Uh, anthology film um, from five Latino or is it Latinx? Dude, is I, that even a thing anymore? I have right. seen like Hispanic people saying they hate Latinx. I've heard that as well, but I, it's like. I don't know what the preferred nomenclature is. Like, do you just say Latino if it's unisex or? Yeah. It's like, you know, I can't expect an entire subsection of people to agree on one thing. Oh, I, I wouldn't, of course. I wouldn't ask them to. Uh, but it's like, I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to know you what prefer, to say. Yeah. Tell <laughs> just tell me what to say and I'll say it, but I need to know. Right. Um, it's like, you know, I say black because I think that is more of a regional thing. Like, I think mostly on like the West coast, people say black instead of, you know, if you go like maybe back East or in the South, even, uh, people say African American, but my whole life, it's always been black. I've, to my knowledge, it's never changed. So I don't know if it's changed, but my head Always, and I mean always, goes to the episode of Scrubs where um, Barry Bostwick says African-American and Turk says, actually, we're saying black now. And Barry Bostwick is, yells out into the uh, hallway. He's like, honey, I was right. <laughs> Are you guys wasps? Episcopalian, actually. Why do you ask? <laughs> um... Cannon with the gutter talk. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, uh, while we're in Hispanic, uh, while while we are in Hispanic Heritage Month, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, a new anthology film from five Latino filmmakers uh, called Satanic Hispanics. I get it. Yeah, because it, it rhymes. Well, and it sounds like a Satanic Panic. Well, yeah, that too, because panic is in, in the word Hispanics. Uh, features five stories from the five filmmakers, uh, and some names you recognize here: Mike Mendez, Alejandro Brugas, Brugas, Bru, fucking Brugas. The two U's is really throwing me off. Yeah, Brugues, Brugues. There's also an accent over the E, right? Brugues. Uh, Gigi Sal Guerrero. I know her. <laughs> we've we've met her. Uh, and Eduardo, sorry, Eduardo Sanchez, uh, and Damien Rugna. Probably Rugna. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, like I've heard, of, I think four out of five of them. I mean, I know all these movies. Sure. Yeah. Actually, no. Da, 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 da. no I take that back. I knew, I've heard, heard of all of them. Okay. Um, yeah, but, I mean the the movies that they like name the 
from these directors, uh, Big Ass Spider from Mike Mendez, One of the Dead, Culture Shock, The Blair Witch Project, and Terrified. Right. Yeah, I, I've heard of all of all those movies. I don't maybe not don't know these directors by name, but I definitely know all those films. Right. <clears throat> um, in the film, a police raid a house in El Paso full of dead Latinos, uh, and with only one survivor, the Traveler. That's his name. I just that that sentence didn't sound right for some reason. There's a colon. Okay. Oh, and and with oh, I thought that was like a spot on my screen. <laughs> and with only one survivor, the traveler. When the cops hit him or take him to the station for questioning, he tells them about the horrors he's encountered in his long time on Earth. That, of course, land. That's the wraparound story, which is directed by Mike Mendez. And of course, and as he. Uh, regales his tales. Uh, it launches into the uh, the short films by the other four directors: uh, Damien Rugna's Iri Tambien Lovi uh, is about a man who sees something in his house. Ed Sanchez re- revisits the mat. <clears throat> Ed Sanchez revisits the myth of the vampire in his in this. Why can't I read today? In his hilarious El Vampiro, while Gigi Saul Guerrero uh, takes us on a creepy journey into the Nahuales culture. Uh, last but not least, Alejandro Brujes. Wait, what do we agree on? Brujes? Brujes. Brujes. Will make you cry from laughing too hard with his Hammer of Zanzibar. These four stories are tied together by Mike Mendez's Brilliant Traveler, which will send chills down your spine with its awesome tr- uh, cinematic finale. Efren Ramirez, Greg Grunberg, Jonah Ray Rodriguez, uh, Jacob Vargas, Hemke Madera, and Patricia Velasquez uh, star. Can't say I'm familiar with any of those names. I might know them if I saw their face, but not by name. Well, Efren Ramirez sounds vaguely familiar. Wait, Jonah Ray, isn't that? Wait, Jonah Ray, isn't that him? Isn't the same guy? Jo- is his last name Rodriguez? I believe so. Oh, I always just heard him. Oh, yeah. I think he goes by Jonah Ray. Like, dude, Efren Ramirez is Ho- is a uh, Jose from Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, okay, <laughs> and. Patricia Velasquez? I know that name. Oh, okay. She, yeah, she played um, um, uh, Anak Sunamun in the Mummy movies. Oh. Uh, yeah, she's the second Marta. Oh. <laughs> Marta 2. Yes. Yes, definitely should have gone with that first. <laughs> <laughs> it's much more in my wheelhouse. Anyway, so yeah, uh, doesn't look like we have any word on when that's coming, but um, it's it's going to be at uh, Fantastic Fest. Is it okay? Well, that's exciting. Yeah, there's a trailer out now. You can watch. Hey, yeah, it's a, it's nice to get more um, cultural horror because it's it, we've been getting a lot of it. We last... need more fodder for our Cinco de Mayo episode. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm not just, you know, uh, Hispanic or, or, you know, Latino, um, just in general, 
it's been so relegated to like American, you know, just typical American culture type stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's starting to branch out you know, things are getting a lot more attention. Things, you know, like folk horror, I guess would follow and fall into this, you know, things like the ritual midsummer, um, things uh, like that nature. Yeah. I mean, those are more, you know, Scandinavian, but kind of all over the world. We're getting more of that and it's, it's nice to see. But it's also nice to see like it being represented by someone of that culture and not just like, I read a book on Mayans and now I'm going to write this horror movie about Mayans. Yeah. Like that, the Woman King movie that's coming out is written by two white women. Like, Is it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's a shame. I was like, watching the trailer that like Viola Davis, I've never really had much of an interest in her. She's not that I was turned off by her, just like her stuff has never really been of much interest to me. But that one actually kind of looks pretty good. Maybe it's because I'm a fucking sucker for action films. I've also I've seen uh, Luchagor posting photos from the production of this, and it looks looks pretty boss. Yeah, I've I've seen a f- couple pictures myself. I think Gigi said it's like the she thinks it's the best thing they've done. It's high praise, <laughs> or is it? I don't know. She's I mean she's, she's kind of biased. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm I'm still partial to El Gigante myself. I still wish we would have gotten a full length. Fucking one. a man! It seems like at that point, at this point, it's just never going to happen. But yeah, it seems like they only really come together for for sure. It's because she's all big time now, all right? Well, her her and Rainer uh, Rainer seem to be really working a lot together. Like a lot of yeah. the projects are together. But as far as like Luke and um, well, I mean they're they're like kind of like the they're the, the core the, three, the trio. Um, I'm totally spacing on the other people that we've met, but <sighs> anyway, so look out for that guys. I'm sure it's coming sooner than later. Um, you know, if you have the, um, privilege of going to fantastic fest, check it out. Let's, you know, <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> so Hulu is uh, returning with their annual Huluween event, bringing back bite-sized Halloween. Uh, these are super shorts. Uh, I think most of them are like less than two minutes. Yeah, they they almost seem like commercials. Yeah. Um, which I will say, the I think it was Snickers, Mars, or whoever. That did like a series of commercials. Uh, Nestle or one of those. Whoever candies. makes those candies, yeah, was- yeah. I I gotta say, I think those were better than Hulu's. But uh, this year, a whopping twenty new shorts from exciting emerging filmmakers premiere October first on Hulu. Goddamn, blending genres like horror, comedy, sci-fi, thriller, and more. Shot in seven different countries, this season takes on topical issues such as racism, gender, parenthood, sexuality, and identity. Hot topics. Mm, indeed. Uh, there's here's just a, a couple of them. I'm not going to read all 20 of them, but mm. uh, Snatched, directed by Michael Schwartz, 
features Tatiana uh, Maslani. Is that how you pronounce it? Maslani. Maslani uh, from She-Hulk uh, in her first on-screen role with her husband, Brendan Hines from Lock and Key. Uh, also, Misha Osherovich from Freaky stars as their son. Other shorts feature familiar faces like Bridget Lundy Payne from Atypical, Lynn Shea, who of course is just a fucking legend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Despite her presence in the Insidious movies. Right. Uh, David Costabile from Breaking Bad and former Glow co-stars Rebecca Johnson and singer-songwriter Kate Nash, who co-wrote, directed, and star in a short featuring Nash's original music. Uh, prestigious filmmakers from the festival world are featured, including Nuhash Humayun, uh, who uh, directed, made, I don't know, uh, Moshari, which I guess won the Grand Jury Prize at South by Southwest. Uh, Sam Max, who did Chaperone at Sundance. Uh, Michelle Krusek, who did Bite. Zoe Martinson, who did Cupids, and many more. And others. And others. And the rest. Uh, the goal of 20th Digital Studios short film program is to continue to guide and finance the growth of these artists' careers and to transition some of these shorts into longer features. Do we know if any of them from last year? Um, oh, Re- keep reading, Taylor. <laughs> the first two films developed in this way will premiere this month on Hulu, Grim Cuddy from John William Ross on October 10th and Matriarch from Ben Steiner on October 21st. Mr. Steiner. Mr. Skinner. Not to be confused with Ben Stein. <laughs> uh, Matriarch, that sounds familiar. I've read about Grim Cuddy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, like, all I really know is that it's something about, like, memes coming to life. Or something. I'm probably wrong. I'm probably so stupid. <laughs> Idiot. <That> sounds terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, a monstrous internet meme comes to life. That's the headline. See, I know things. <laughs> Modern creature feature. How do you bring a meme to life? Like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> the story of Grim Cuddy centers around the titular creature, a monster-like internet meme that has come to life that not oh. only hunts down its victims, but causes people to harm themselves and others. More like a creepypasta. Probably, yeah. Fucking people. <laughs> it's like, this is fucking people who aren't, like, in the know enough. Fucking boomers. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> cool. Yeah, Um. I mean, I didn't catch all of these when they've done them in the past, but mm-hmm. um, the ones I... I won't say that all the ones I saw were good, but you know there's some nuggets in there that were pretty solid, um, and it's it's nice that they're giving the uh, exposure, especially on such a high level, uh, you know, in a, in a platform like uh, Hulu, to smaller filmmakers. Um, I can't place Rebecca Johnson and Kate Nash, at least not by name. Uh, Kate Nash is the British one. Oh, okay. Britannica. Um, Rebecca, what was the last name? Johnson. Rebecca Tukin. Jenkins. <laughs> That's not right. That's not the right person. Uh, she's Oh, she's one of the beat down biddies. Ah. <laughs> oh, that show is so good. Oh, it's great. Fucking Netflix. You never know what they have. It's true. 
And then when everyone tells them, they're like, yeah, but we're good. <laughs> I can't believe that fucking Cobra Kai has made it this far. I yeah. would have thought for sure they would have ended it by now, but they haven't officially renewed it for season six, but I mean, probably. It's been five seasons already? Well, they did one or two seasons on, on YouTube Red. Oh, that's right. And then, yeah, then Netflix must have bought it, I guess. You don't watch that, do you? No. Um, my stepmom was started watching it while you're we there, and I was, <laughs> I was like, "This is not good." <laughs> I, was like, I don't know why so many people. Love this. It's it's super cheesy. You, just, you have to kind of have to just sit back and enjoy it. You um, know, and take it seriously. The one I was watching, Zabka and some older guy go to this dojo to fight the new owner of the dojo because he's a Cobra Kai guy or something, and they're like taking over all these dojos. Yeah. And so they like go in and there's his little crony is there. And he's like, you know, I'd, I don't, do you think you could beat him? The top guy or whatever. And they're like, no, but we could beat you or something cheesy like that. And then they start like karate fighting. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is how it would go down. <laughs> they definitely wouldn't just punch him in the head. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of the fights that take place in that show, they're very like choreographed. Um, but like, you know, choreographed with, martial arts you know, karate rather than just being like a fucking street fight it's like sure if you're trained in karate you're and especially if you've been doing it for you know your whole life you're probably going to default to doing karate when you when you get into a fight um but when you go up somebody go up against somebody who isn't trained in karate they're probably not going to wait around for you to do some kind of fucking heel kick on no, them. No, they're going to punch you in the fucking nose. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're not going to get a lot of kicks in. You're probably going to just be doing a lot of punches. Yeah. And ultimately, you're going to end up on the ground because that's just how street fighting goes. Right. Um, That's why, like, that's like why, why watching fights is so boring because they just end up on the ground. That's why I can't fucking stand UFC. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hulu. <laughs> Do you, 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 you said you don't watch She-Hulk, huh? I have not, no. Or, do you have any intention to? Uh, maybe. It's, it's kind of, it's goofy. I mean, and it's supposed to be goofy. It's just like, I think it's getting bad press because so many people are shit talking it. Uh, because they're expecting it to be a female version of the Hulk. Well, yeah, but you know, like super, like serious. It happened same thing with Thor. There, you know, Love and Thunder. Like it's it's a goofy movie. It's 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 a it's a comedy action movie. That's what it's supposed to be. It and like people are like saying, "Oh, Tony Stark died for this." Like you've probably seen the meme mm-hmm. of like where she's like twerking with um, Megan the Stallion. Yeah. Uh, it's like Tony Stark died for this. It's like that is completely unrelated. Right. It's like this is not a follow-up to Endgame. <laughs> this is a completely separate thing. It's like it's supposed to be goofy, just like I just told you about Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Just fucking sit back and enjoy it. Yeah. Don't <laughs> anyway. I just get pissed off because people are like, oh, Marvel's lost their way. It's like they're making the same fucking movies they've been making. It's just kind of hard to follow up like the end of the fucking universe. <laughs> also, I, I don't know 
the comics, so you can correct me if I'm wrong, but from I, I read something that said that She-Hulk was kicked out of the Avengers for like partying and fucking too much. The that I don't know. Oh. But the if the people who are bitching about it, I doubt have ever read a single uh, issue of She-Hulk. I'm because, sure. Because She-Hulk is I'm sure a lot of it is just plain old sexism, too. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think they're probably like leaning into that more than the comics do. More just because, you know, comics have been going on since like the 70s. And, um, you know, the, the whole issue of equality has, has become more of a hot button, hot button issue in the last couple decades. Mm. <clears throat> so it's more topical now than it would have been in the, in the comics. But the comics, it's, 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 not super serious. It's it's a goofy comic. She breaks the fourth wall all the time. She's constantly talking to the reader. And, you know, people are bitching about that kind of stuff. It's like, just fuck off. Right. And it's like, and when they make mo- super dark movies, sorry. <laughs> so when they make super dark movies, like Thor in the, Th- Thor in the Dark World or uh, fucking... Um, another one Doctor Strange I guess the first one like where it's very like serious and straight laced people bitch about that too people fucking hate it anyway pull your finger out of your ass that's what I say I say pull your finger out of your ass okay I'm done (laughs) did you see Haunted Mansion got moved I did not yeah next summer when was it supposed to be out I think this fall no not this fall maybe I don't know <laughs> Hulu. Hulu. <laughs> Don't look to the eyes of a stranger. Don't look through the eyes of a fool. Don't look to the eyes of a stranger. Somebody's watching when the night comes down. Is this one mine? I got so in the weeds that yes. I lost track. <laughs> Okay, so it was originally supposed to come out in March, and now it's coming out in August. Okay. Well, closer to Halloween, I guess. I mean, still not Halloween. But Why just put it out in October? It, it seems like the, the time to put it out, but... You'd think. I guess, but I guess if they did that, then it would have to be all Nightmare, or, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas themed. <laughs> Don't get me started on that. Cliff's Notes. Night Before Christmas, not a Halloween movie. Said it. Got to get that in. All right. Every year. Still don't care. Okay, <laughs> <clears throat> um, so. Uh, coming hot off the heels of uh, the Strangers sequel is the Strangers remake. This is ridiculous. That's not even a big enough word to describe it. It's. Redonkulous. <laughs> um, Recoculous. Preposterous. Uh, Lionsgate announced that it has begun production on The Strangers remake. Uh, it's set to be a sh- trilogy of films <laughs> being produced in Bratislava in Slovakia. Why do I know Bratislava? Is that from Eurotrip? Mm, I don't know. 
some movie that has Bratislava in it somehow. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> uh, it's based on the 2008 original. Apparently uh, there's a movie called Bratislava Film. All one word. <laughs> wonder what it's about. It is Euro Trip. Okay. Okay. Is, is that where they're in like... I think that's where they go when they thought they were the guy was taking them to Berlin. He takes them to Bratislava. When he's like, nowhere near Berlin. <laughs> okay, so when they have like almost no money, but it buys them like a like a four-star <laughs> hotel. Yeah. Okay. Miami Weiss, number one new show. <laughs> Stop. How much time? <laughs> um okay, so yeah, based on the original 2008 cult horror, uh of the same name, the project features rising star Madeline Pest from Riverdale in Yane. <clears throat> Jane, you'll say it's all over. Yeah, you've, you've heard the song. Yeah. Uh, who drives cross country with her longtime boyfriend. This doesn't sound like the movie. Or, yeah, no. No. <laughs> this is different. Uh, who's played by Froy Gutierrez from Cruel Summer, uh, Hocus Pocus 2, and Teen Wolf. Okay. Uh, to begin a new life in the Pacific Northwest. When they're... Woo! <laughs> Pacific Northwest, woo! Uh, when their car breaks down in Venus, Oregon, uh, they're forced to spend the night in a secluded Airbnb where they are terrorized from dusk till dawn by three masked strangers. I bet I know what the masks look <clears throat> like. Unless they go a completely different direction, which would be stupid. At the point, why are you remaking this? Why are you calling it the strangers? Yeah. Unless they take like the same masks, but make them like gritty, <laughs> dark and gritty. Because, <laughs> see, the two girls, didn't they wear similar masks? Like they were both like. There was like a baby doll, and then there was like. The guy had like a burlap sack. It was a sack, there, right? yeah. yeah. And there was a big fat bunny. And there was a vampire. You know, I'm just naming the kids from Trick or Treat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, one's a baby doll. One's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of baby doll-esque too. Yeah, the, the two girl ones are similar. Okay, yeah, that's that's vaguely what I remember. Um, Yeah, you know, for the longest time, I thought you liked this movie. Yeah, I don't know why. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, but like, I think I saw it once, and I was like, this movie is dog shit. Best part is when Dennis gets killed. Right. <laughs> uh, and he tries to overcome death by... <laughs> death be gone. <laughs> death be gone. <laughs> that doesn't actually happen, but it should have. Um... All because he was trying to get some girl he was denising. <laughs> uh, la, 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 la. The indent. From there, the filmmakers are expanding the story in new and unexpected ways over three films. Uh-oh. How are you... Well, actually, not how. Why are you making three films from a series that had two films? Right. And it sounds like the... They're not doing anything with the second one. Like, this is like just based on the first one. Well, yeah, it's gonna. It sounds like it's basically gonna be like Halloween almost. Well, well, no, because that was a sequel, this right? Is, this is a full-on remake. So, 
There's got to be a similar example out there somewhere that I'm just not thinking of. You know, speaking of Halloween, I just want to comment. Uh, all the advertising is like, oh, their their legacy ends here or something mm-hmm. of that respect. It's like it already ended. Right. <laughs> it ended 15 years ago. Right. You started it again. And now you're saying you're, end, you're ending it now? Also, it just feels so arrogant to be like their legacy that was started by someone else right. is ended by us. <laughs> it's like, and just so we're on the same page here, your second movie was wholly unliked. Mostly, yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway. Also, uh, like when I was watching Pearl... Uh, well, the you know this trailer has been approved thing came up and I was like oh yeah fucking red band let's go yeah and as soon as the house popped up I go oh it's Halloween right <laughs> like, I don't care anymore yeah boo <laughs> like it's it's a bummer because like it started off so hot like it came in hot with the first movie mm-hmm. and the second movie was such a letdown and now I'm just not even excited about this one yeah also that trailer didn't need to be red band no because she, she says motherfucker one time so it's red band like, yeah like. She said, yeah, motherfucker, and, like, maybe there was, because there's some blood. Yeah, maybe. Anyway. Look out for our review of that on uh, our Halloween episode, guys. Are we doing that? It's on the schedule. Are well, we... it's got a question mark, though. Do you not want to? I mean, it's fine. Just, that means i got to go see two movies in a theater. Yeah, that's a, that is a thing. I don't know. Well... We'll put a pin in it. <laughs> um, well, don't be pub- don't be publicizing it then. Fuck. Yeah, because I don't want to break any hearts. <laughs> they said they were going to do it. They didn't do it. Um, let's see. Okay, so yeah, additional cast for strangers. Just in case you lost place where we were. Is it just called strangers? The strangers. Is it the strangers? Okay. I don't, I don't know. I thought maybe they were changing it just because that's what they do. Like, they, you know, do just... they do do that. Oh, fuck. We would have to see three movies in the theater. Oh, tits. We have to space that out. Yeah. Uh, see, okay. So additional cast includes Gabe Basso, Rennie Harlan. Basso. Yes. <laughs> uh, Rennie Har- Harlan is direct. Oh, from Cliffhanger in Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> Oh, wait. Let's see. Rennie Harlan's a director. So additional ca- cast includes one person, Gabe Basso. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a period, not a comma. Huh? <laughs> Rennie Harlan. <laughs> additional <laughs> cast includes Gabe Basso. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> who wrote this? Rennie Harlan, who directed Cliffhanger, Deep Blue Sea, and Die Hard 2. So three movies that are not good uh, <laughs> is directing a, from a script by Alan R. Cohen and <laughs> the Allens, huh? Uh, Alan R. Cohen and Alan Freeland, uh, the Freak Brothers and Due Date. So it's a comedy? Mm-hmm. I mean, because Due Date's, that, that's the one with... Uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Zach Galifianakis. Galifianakis? Yeah. Gosh, I hope they pronounce that right. <laughs> You ever seen his stand up where he does that? He's like, 
his stand-up, he like will sit there at the piano. Yeah. And be like, hi, I'm uh, Zach Galifianakis. God, I hope I pronounced that right. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, I mean, aside from uh, the the two people, was it um, was it Scott Speedman and Liv Tyler? Liv Tyler, yeah. And then the, the three strangers, yeah. There's only one other person in the cast, wasn't there? It was just Dennis. No, there was more than that. Was there? Yeah. I mean, I've like I've literally only seen it like once, maybe twice. Yeah, there's there's a handful of other people. Hmm. There's a Mormon boy. Oh, Mormon Mormon boy one and two. Don't remember that. Maybe he's playing Mormon boy. Sean the bartender. I nine one one caller. Huh. Written I, directed I remember by Brian being... Boitano. Written and directed by Brian Boitano. <laughs> Brian Bertino. I remember it being more of an isolated movie. Yeah, I mean, I think most of those people are in it for like a combined 30 seconds. Like, sure. Anyway. So have have a look at that, guys. Apparently, Bratislava looks like uh, the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> of course, if you put people in the woods, it's just... It's like, yeah, yeah, it's Pacific Northwest. Yeah, totally. Trees, get it? Speaking of which, what is with this hat? This hat? Yeah. What do you mean? You fish? No, I don't fish. You don't fish? I mean, I fish. You never I've, fished. I've been fishing. <laughs> I don't make it a habit, though. Lion piece of shit with your <laughs> bullshit hat. Fuck you. <laughs> no, it's a hat my wife got from like a, a vendor or something. Got a string or something on it. The red thing? Yeah. No, it's crayon. Oh, from the Your kid, no, oh. <laughs> or wife. Yeah, we we were at uh, breakfast one day. She's like, "Here, I got you this hat." <laughs> we were at breakfast, and uh, you know they give kids little, little packs of crayons to play with, and sure. he just went, "Cool, thanks, man." <laughs> You're right. This hat didn't need a pop of color. <laughs> uh but no, yeah, she just got this from some vendor. I don't even know what they do. Construction or something, uh, yeah. and it's like it, it matches with some of my clothes, so it's very neutral. Yeah, I don't have like a gray hat, so I mean, it's a cool hat. I just didn't. I was like, why is Tony wearing a fishing hat? Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes they even forget that it, like it has that on. <laughs> anyway, strangers. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> All right. Leading into our movie reviews, uh, we're going to be talking about Pearl, which, of course, is the prequel to X, but... Just kind of, you know, jumping ahead. If you stick around past the credits, you'll see a little teaser for something called Maxine. Max X Maxine. You know what triple X means? Means fucking sex. Means jizz. <laughs> <laughs> means fat loads of cum. Means full penetration. <laughs> 
Man, I, I don't know. I don't know why I have to tell this story, but I do. Okay. <laughs> I remember a uh, Brian Posehn bit where he talked about getting ads for in, uh, increasing your load. <laughs> and he was like, who is this for? He was like, I've never been with a woman had her be like, I wish more came out. <laughs> and I remember telling that joke to my cousin and him being like, I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i've gotten ads like that before I'm just like uh you know come more something like that <laughs> something just very Blow a bigger wad yeah something very unpoetic uh but uh it's just like but why yeah i think i have enough like yeah. is, it, is it a medical reason like <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's like I have a kid. I'm pretty sure enough is coming. I'm not out. shooting blanks. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, where? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Max Xaxine is the third movie. It's not actually what it's called. <laughs> it is what it's called. It's not how it's pronounced. There's Taylor. three X's. You know, it's not how it's pronounced. <laughs> um, yes, the third movie in the X trilogy. Uh, West, of, of course, Ty West, the director. Uh, remain tight-lipped about what we can expect from this upcoming sequel. He did say, what I can tell you... know why he's tight-lipped? Because loose lips sink ships, Taylor. I have heard that. Yeah, you have. (laughs) From me. From me. Because I just said it. I just said it. (laughs) What he did say that I can tell you... (laughs) What I can tell you is that we're going to catch up with Maxine, and we're going to find out what she's up to. The way that X is a movie that is informed by and affected by independent exploitation, auteur Americana, and 1970s cinema, and Pearl is perhaps affected by the golden age of Hollywood and the glitz and glamour of cinema, Max Xaxine will be more about within the industry itself and the boom of VHS. Did that sound as pretentious as it did in my head? Hmm... No. Okay. (laughs) Uh, The film hasn't been shot yet, but is on fast track after being greenlit by A24. It all stems from X, which launched Mia Goth as the survivor of a porn shoot that goes awry when their hosts in rural Texas see what they are doing, and the cast and crew ends up fighting for their lives. West wrote the script. Truth be told, there's not a lot of fighting. Not really. Just a lot of dying. Yeah. Uh, The third movie follows Maxine, played by Mia Goth, after the events of X as the sole survivor who continues her journey towards fame, setting out to make it as an actress in 1980s Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah, if you stick around for the end of the movie, after Pearl, and the little teaser, it uh, pans over... The hills of, of uh, first that opens up with like a it, like it looks like a VHS. It's all staticky, and you can like hear like the noise of like the you know the clicks and stuff of a yeah, VHS yeah. tape kind of booting up. Yeah, and it kind of it's just, just like this aerial pan over the hills of um, you know the San Fernando Valley, like North Hollywood in that area, and it pans over to where actually, I don't think it, it's not the actual hill where the sign is, but pans over and you see. In a very similar fashion to the Hollywood sign, it says Maxine with three X's. Right. Um, and yeah, it says uh, Los Angeles 1985, 
You know what else came out of Los Angeles in 1985? Tony? This guy. <laughs> <laughs> 1985 was a good year. 1985. I think the, did the Lakers won the championship that year, too. I mean, maybe. But I'll tell you what, uh, fucking Back to the Future came out. And Fright Night. And Rocky Five, which isn't great. They did. Well, hot damn. Four games to two over the Boston Celtics. Actually, no, not Rocky Five. Rocky Four came out. That's the best one. Rocky, yeah, Rocky Four. Yeah, Rocky is the best one. Anybody who says that Rocky Four is not the best Rocky movie needs to pull their fucking finger out of their ass. Like all you critics on Rotten Tomatoes, I see you. No. Yep, we're going to talk about it. Thirty-seven <laughs> percent horse shit. Thirty-seven, brutal. So, if you want a chance to be in Maxine, Ty Weston A twenty-four issued a new online casting call for fans to be extras or XX extras. Ha <laughs> uh, Per the rules, fans must reenact the final standoff between Pearl and Maxine, both played by Mia Goth in X. Participants can submit their audition videos on TikTok, Twitter, or Instagram with the hashtag XCastingCall. The deadline for all submissions is September 28th at 1159 Eastern. So if you want to be part of that, get in on it. Uh, X, spoiler alert, please don't run over anyone's head. Yeah, they tend to frown upon that. Yeah. Also, if you're filming it, then you're just creating evidence. Yeah. You're you're going to go to jail. (laughs) Straight to jail. Right the way. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> should we do it uh, uh, should we go <laughs> i mean yeah uh which one of us is gonna play a naked old lady <laughs> you <laughs> that means you gotta wear overalls just over your nipples i already got them <laughs> Guys, we made it. We made it to the end of horror business. It only took us an hour and a half, but we did it. (laughs) These are getting longer and longer. No, they're not getting longer and longer. They're just maintaining a very long length. Yeah. That's fine. It's not like we have anything better to do. (laughs) It's not like anyone has better things to do than listen to it. (laughs) Okay, guys. Uh, So without any further ado-do... Let's uh, talk about some movies. All right, guys. So we got two movies to talk about today. I say that as if it's ever different. We've always got two films. Always two. At least. We have done one in the past. It was a special occasion. Back when we could uh, do Thanksgiving episodes. Or just do episodes out of the norm. Right. I miss those days. Yeah, when we had spare time. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, we've got uh, two pretty new movies. One not as new as the other. Right. We're actually pretty behind on that one compared to our contemporaries. But... Right. I think we tried to do it before didn't we and we couldn't for some reason sounds right 
I know that happened last episode with men, because we had men on the schedule several episodes ago. Yeah. And we, I think I was just one of the, that. For whatever reason, we couldn't we make couldn't, it up to the theater. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay. So uh, what do you want to start with, Taylor? Uh, well, seeing was already so far behind everyone else. Yeah, so. Yeah, so. <laughs> Uh, seeing as we're already behind everyone else, let's go ahead and just start with the black phone. I'll be home in the morning. Where are you going? I'm staying over at Susie's tonight. Snow. The flyer. The paper's calling the grabber. I wish you wouldn't call him that. You don't actually believe that story, do you? Because he can't hear you, and he doesn't really take kids that safe. Well, isn't that just peachy king? You need some help? You see that? Yeah. <laughs> Would you hand me my hat? Yes, sir. I am a part-time magician. Are those black balloons in there? Would you like to see a magic trick? I have an announcement to make. One of our students, Benny Blake, was abducted. What if I could help the police find Benny? Right, the Black Phone is like I said, it's a it's a relatively new movie. It just came out in May. Mm, sounds about right. June twenty fourth. June, okay. And it just came out on VOD. So, like, it's, it's interesting to see how much the timeline has sh- shrunk on these things. Oh, I know. Back when you had to like wait for VHS, you had to wait months because. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's easy for them now to, 
you know, do their theater run and then just drop it on digital. Yeah. And, you know, the home media, or they could actually start working on the home media before it even comes out of the theater. That's true. Um, and this one wasn't even like, like it, this was on Peacock. Like, I didn't have to pay for it. Right. Exactly. Um, anyway, so yeah, Black Phone uh, or uh, El Telefono Negro in Spanish. Okay. <laughs> because I know those three words. <laughs> Tony doing his best to support Hispanic Heritage Month. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Jesus, old and moldy. <laughs> that was a good episode of Taylor's other podcast. Yeah, if you haven't checked out uh, Cult of Splat Encino Man episode featuring Tony G, do, do that. Was it longer than... Your normal episodes? No, it's actually shorter than our normal episodes. Was it really? Yeah. Oh. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, The Black Phone stars Ethan Hawke. Uh, it was directed by Scott Derrickson, who wrote it with uh, his partner, C. Robert Cargill. Um, he actually left uh, Multiverse of Madness to do this. Right. And I think that was just like a creative differences. Hey, I'm sure it wasn't thing. like to do this. I, think, I don't think it was like, man, I got to do the black phone. I'm sorry, Marvel. Right. Because <laughs> like, as we've said, you don't fuck with the mouse. Right. Because he owns everything. everything. <laughs> um, so this is actually adapted from a uh, short story by Joe Hill. Which I actually didn't even know. I was not aware of that. Oh, really? Yeah. But uh, in watching it, I mean, I have obviously haven't read the the story, but in watching this, it was a very Joe Hill story. It's funny because like I had forgotten while watching it that it was a Joe Hill story, and I found myself being like, "This feels very Stephen King." And then I was like, "Oh, right." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, knowing that this is Joe Hill, you can definitely feel the similarities between this and like like Nosferatu. Yeah. Or Lock and Key. Um, Lock and Key. Have you watched that at all? Mm-mm. No. It, it's much more lighthearted. Uh, in fact, I think the the, the graphic novels are a little, a little darker than the show itself. But <clears throat> anyway, so this takes place in 1978 in Colorado, um, which is interesting because it was filmed in North Carolina. And to make... North Carolina look like Colorado. Okay. <laughs> I mean, 90% of it takes place indoors, so. True. Um, it's, uh, so in this Colorado town, uh, there is a, um, a, a child abductor that's been on the prowl for however long. Um, it just has been a plague on this town. Uh, he's been nicknamed the Grabber. Um, which is because he grabs kids. He grabs them. <laughs> he literally grabs them. I'm gonna grab you. <laughs> That's what he says. He gets out of his car. And he says, "I'm gonna grab you." Yep. Um, I'm gonna grab <clears throat> you in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, die to the radiator and grab you. <laughs> so, and uh, the story as far as the central character centers on uh, Finny. And, like, I couldn't tell if his name was actually Finny or if it was Finn, and people yeah. were just calling him Finny. 
because there are part, points where people call him Finn. Right. But like, is Finn just short for Finny or is his name Finn and Finny is a nickname for Finn? Yeah, I have no idea. I don't either. I mean, because Finn itself is, is a typically name. a nickname. Is it? For what? Finnegan? Phineas or Finnegan. Or Finnegan. Or... Yeah. Um, regardless, uh, Finny and his, and his sister, uh, Gwen, um, you know, they are, I think he's 13, 14, 14. Um, wait, no, I don't know. I was thinking of something else. Okay. <laughs> young boys. I, I, the young boys. I've started watching Chucky and there's a scene in Chucky where Devin Sawa from Idle Hands says that he's 13 and the kid says, I'm 14. Ah, that's what popped into my head. Got it. That was, a, that's a different show. That's not this movie. Nope. No, Devin Sawa's not in this, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, I wish Devin Sawa was just in more things. Yeah, I know he does. Just cause, because he's a, he's a dude. Just he's a cool guy. <laughs> um, he's like really active on Twitter. He's like very he engages with yeah. people and stuff. It's it's kind of funny. And yet he didn't retweet our Slackers episode. Fucker. You know what? Fuck Devin Sawa. Yeah, I changed my mind. Um. So, yeah, and being a kid in a town where something like this is going on, obviously there's going to be kids that are being taken. It's like, hey, I know that guy. And this happened, has been happening to, to Finney. Um, namely, like, he, he's involved with uh, T, uh, not T-Ball, just Little League. Um, and the... Judging by the, the movie or, you know, the film, it's looks like he's the pitcher from the other team, but a kid from another team um, who he was unable to strike out, uh, he gets uh, abducted. And then, you know, just other kids from around town are getting abducted, and eventually Finney's best friend gets abducted. Little to nothing is known about the grabber. The only thing that they've managed to get from any of the abduction sites or anything is uh black balloons have mm-hmm. been found <clears throat> and so far that's the only thing that they've got um but and so you know just being cautious and you know finney and and gwen are both kind of on guard and and finn is almost paranoid about it and thinking that like the grabber has some kind of like sixth sense almost like a boogeyman where if you call his name he'll come right and gwen basically tells him that's bullshit she's a very mouthy little girl (laughs) um and uh yeah and so was he walking yeah he's walking home from school one day and uh a van that we know as the audience being being van of the grabber um, is a man standing or he's he's coming out of the back of the van and he stumbles and falls and he drops a, just a shit ton of eggs it looks like and um, and Finney's just like oh um, well can I help you and he's like oh yeah if you could just grab my hat and he's wearing this fucking top hat 
And he's like, hi, little boy, I'm a, I'm a magician. You want to see a card trick? And Finney's like, yeah, sure. And he's like, hey, well, come check out my van. It's like, whoa, dude. <laughs> I mean, that's what you and I, you or I would do. It's like, hold on. Why do I need to go to your van to see a card trick? Right. Um, and like Finn like looks in the back and he's like, are those black balloons? And he like pulls out the black balloons. I'm like, just envelops Finn in the black balloons. Right. And yeah, and Finn has this little, uh, it's a rocket ship. (laughs) It's a little, I assume it's probably like die cast. So it's like metal. Um, it's a little rocket ship, uh, flashlight. And he slices his arm open, the grabber's arm open. Um, and, but then he, he sprays him with something, some kind of aerosol. Yeah. Some kind of. Yeah, I don't know if chloroform comes in a spray. But yeah, chloroform or... Something that knocks him ether, out. maybe? I don't know. And he wakes up in a basement. Or, you know, in, in a concrete room. Uh, there's one window, one door, and a bathroom. And a, a mattress. mattress on the floor. And a phone on the wall. Yeah, and then there's the titular black phone on the wall. The grabber comes down wearing this pretty cool mask, actually. Um, and, you know, just like, hey, you know, I'm, I don't want to hurt you. He's very soft-spoken. Yeah. It's like, I'm in the, I don't want to hurt you. We're just, I forget exactly what he says. But it's like, you know, just kind of play along and we'll, and we'll be fine. Doesn't really say that, oh, you know, you're ever going to get out of here or anything. Right. <laughs> anything like that. But, you know, it's like, hey, you know, you play the game and you'll be fine. Um, I don't think it's immediately after, but not long after. Or so I guess he's, he's, he's you know, obviously trying to look around the room and he's like trying to find a way out. He grabs the phone and tries to call, make a call from it, and the grabber says, don't even bother. That phone doesn't work. It hasn't worked since I was a kid. Um, not long after, the phone rings. And I think the first call... First call was Bruce, I think. Well, first call was somebody... Didn't somebody hang up or... Was a bad connection or something? Or? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, just, I think he picks up the phone and there's just like a lot of static. So he hangs it up and it calls the call. It rings again, I think. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like you said, he uh, he picks it up and he says, "Who is this?" And he's like, "I don't remember my name." And he's like, "Well, what do you, who what did you do?" It's like. Or he's he says, uh, but I know who you are. And he's like, your your arm is mint. And he takes he remembers that the guy who he couldn't strike out at the at the I want to say anything other than baseball <laughs> at his baseball game, um, he had said, you know, you you almost had me, man. Your your arm is mint. You know, you're you're really good. And he says, this is the person on the phone says, your arm is mint. And he recognizes this voice as Bruce. Um, and so Bruce starts to give him advice of basically how to stay alive. 
throughout the movie, he's getting other calls from the grabber's other victims, including his best friend, Robin, on tips to help him stay alive and tips to help him get out. Meanwhile, outside of the town, you know, um, among the other kids who have already dis- disappeared, now the cops are looking for Finn. <clears throat> um, and, you know, it doesn't help because they have no leads on who the grabber is. They don't even know where to begin looking. Um, and meanwhile, Grace, Finn's little sister. Is it Grace? They said it was Gwen. Sorry, Gwen. You're right. Gwen. We find out that she has dreams that she believes comes to her from, come to her from Jesus. But basically she's got the shinning. The shinning. I mean, if you want to draw correlations, yeah, I mean it could be very well could be the, sh- the shining. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, so Gwen is having these dreams that are the, the it's basically like showing her the future um but not in any kind of way that she can really understand or the one any way that she really finds helpful um and apparently her mother had the same thing which again since the shining has shown itself to be genetic very well could have been i i, I mean i like i said i haven't read the book and I don't know if Joe Hill's many he made any allusions to it, um, but being who it's a very his, similar vibe, yeah, yeah, being who his dad is, it very well could have been The Shining. I know he, especially early on in his career, he tried to not do that. He wanted to make you know make his own way, but I think as he's grown in his career, he want he will hint at things from his father's repertoire. Um, <clears throat> So Gwen is trying to use these dreams that she believes will lead her to Finn. And um, their dad is an abusive alcoholic. Yeah. He's he's played by Jeremy Davies, which I don't think I've ever seen him play (laughs) like a stand-up guy. He's just got this face that looks like a fucking scumbag. Okay. I knew I recognized him, but I didn't bother to look it up. Because he's got that, that great big bushy beard. <laughs> it like hides so much of his face that I didn't recognize him. Yeah, he is. Uh, I mean, the things I know him best from are like he was in Justified. Mm. Um, he played uh, Charlie Manson in like a TV movie, if I remember right. Um. Yeah, the Alter Skelter. Alter Skelter. <clears throat> anyway, um, that's kind of the basic gist of it, without kind of revealing the ending. I guess. Yeah, I wanted to try and punch it up a little more, but it's kind of a slow movie. Oh, he was on Lost. I thought he was on the river, but no, he was on Lost. Okay. Um, I mean, or was it just me? Sorry, what'd you say? 
I, I said I, I wanted to kind of, as I'm explaining, to kind of punch it up more, but the movie's it's really slow. Like it, it's it, pretty it, slow. Yeah. Um. There's not. I mean, aside from like the phone calls, and you know Gwen trying to use her her gift uh, to to find Finn. There's I mean, there's not a, a, a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like, I mean, kind of getting into it a little bit more without trying to give away too much. The phone calls aren't just like, you know, like, hang in there, buddy. Like, they're giving him very specific instructions on, uh, you know, like, like, try digging a hole, try doing this, try, you know, the, getting out of the window this way. Like, yeah. And it's all like, you know, I, like, one, one kid, I think it was Bruce. When he calls, he says, I loosened a, a tile on the floor to try and dig a tunnel under the foundation. Or he said he did dig it. Started to or something. Yeah. Like <clears throat> and um, there's another kid who calls who was abducted and the grabber took his bike lock and used it to lock up the door like so he's down in this basement which has like this big heavy door that the grabber will leave unlocked to try and goad him into going upstairs basically so you can beat him with a belt looks like yeah it's a game he calls naughty boy right and apparently that according to the people that are calling him on the phone uh you know the, the other abducted boys you know, Naughty Boy is, is is apparently the final step. They, they kind of allude to basically this is the last thing he does before he just kills you. Yeah. And so, he's just, you know, he leaves the door unlocked and somebody calls and says, don't go upstairs. It's a trick. He's waiting for you up there and, and then that's it. Um, But one calls him and says, he used my bike lock to lock the door. I wrote the. I didn't want to forget the combination, so I wrote it on the wall. And so he looks for the combination, and like the weird thing about these callers is like they don't remember really much about themselves. It's almost as if like once they cross over, they just start to forget things. Yeah. First ones being their names, it seems like. But he says, you know, there's just the sequence of numbers, and he's like, okay, is it two thirty three seventeen? Is it twenty three thirty one seven? What what's the combination? And he's like, I don't remember. Yeah, you got to try them all. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that's an interesting take. It's like they remember, they know who he is, and they remember details, but they don't know much about themselves. Right. <clears throat> Except the one kid did remember he was a paper boy. Yeah, like they remember things about their lives. It seems like like yeah. like Robin kind of teaches him how to fight because robin robin's like his defender um at one point because finn is getting bullied you know the movie is like when kids are getting bullied there's no real explanation for it it's like why they're why they were singled out to be bullied mm-hmm. it's just and maybe there isn't one but it's just like it's like oh yeah you're getting bullied because you're, you're a dork or something i don't know <laughs> but yeah like they, they call him fanny Right. Which, like, I mean, in school, it's it's so stupid that it could be something as dumb as, like, 
he was introduced by the teacher as Finny, and they called him Fanny, and he took offense, so now they pick on him all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so Robin was his friend who, I don't know if he was just a big Bruce Lee fan or if he actually had training in, in martial arts. I don't know. When we see him getting a fight, he's not exactly doing any martial arts. Well, he's kind of, you know, posed up. He's kind of got the stance, but he just beat the shit out of that guy. Yeah. He didn't, like, crane kick him or anything. No. He just punched him in the face. And then punched him in the face again and again and again. Yeah, like, like a kid's style. <laughs> yeah, Finn's like, man, you like, you really beat him up. And he's like, yeah, I was just going to kick his ass, but, you know, you got to make a point. <laughs> yeah, he was like, there was no blood. Yeah. He's like, and the crowd wants blood. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, you got to bust him open to to really drive the point home. It's like, oh, I agree. <laughs> All right. That guy's a future hardcore wrestler. <laughs> He's the next John Moxley. It's like, I'm not like I have a lot of, you know, hard time, at, you know, in fights and stuff, but it, I know it's like, especially if there's an audience, if you want the guy to like fucking leave you alone, you bust him open, make it clear that you're going to fuck him up every time he comes near you. <laughs> yeah, or anyone else that yeah. tries, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, uh, so the the grabber is Ethan Hawke. I don't think I ever actually mentioned that, but um, he is, and he's a fucking creep. He's got long, he's just, his hair's all long grown out, um, and, you know, it's funny, because, did you watch Moon Knight? Mm-mm. He, he plays the, the, the villain in that, and he's got this long hair, and like I'm watching it, I'm like, that is the worst fucking wig. <laughs> like it looks so bad. But then in this, I he's wearing a either a hat or a mask, and you don't get a clear look at his face pretty much the entire movie. But as far as I can tell, it's the same hair. So it's like, okay, that must be his actual hair. I don't think he's wearing a wig. <laughs> but for some reason, just in Moon Knight, it looked terrible. Hmm. Um anyway. Uh and yeah, he's 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 a creep, mainly because he like bounces back and forth between being like this almost like childish demeanor into just like this real like dark. Right, like I was saying, he's like super soft spoken. Like he sounds very kind of friendly and very kind of timid and and shy. Yeah, but yeah, then he'll like snap and go into like this dark, angry persona. Yeah, um, and he's got he wears this mask. Which is in two parts, and so it like it, it, it covers his eyes almost, you know, like a, like a half mask, like like Phantom of the Opera type thing, and then there's a a mouth area, mouth and chin. The top sp- part almost looks like Daredevil, kind of. Yeah, it's it's got little horns on it, and um, and then the the it's I mean it's modular, like he he can chain like the first time you see it it's got no mouth and it looks almost like a a nameless like ghoul. the old nameless school mask yeah. yeah um and the second time it's got this big creepy grin which is actually what he's wearing in the poster for the movie uh and then another one he's got it's got like this frowning face on it um and you can switch back and forth like he'll take one half of the mask off or you know or the other um it's a pretty cool mask i, I yeah it looks like it's like ceramic or something yeah yeah, I don't know who designed it, but it's it's pretty cool looking. Um, 
And yeah, he's he's just a creep. I mean, you should be the grabber for Halloween. Yeah. Just start working on that mask now. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> I got too much other shit to do. <laughs> I guess I have to make our poster. I got a commission to do. And then I've got another job that I got hired to do. Like the only thing that really has like a like a firm deadline is the poster. Well, it's not even a firm deadline, but you know, kind of a general I'd, general time when it needs to be done. Mm-hmm. But still, it's like I can't just let these things hang out there. <laughs> um. Anyway, what did you think, Taylor? I thought it was pretty good. Um, I don't know if I was a victim of hype, but I didn't think it was as great as a lot of people seem to. I thought the same thing. Yeah, it's 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 gotten very good reviews, not only from you know critics and stuff, and in you know the audience, uh, in the broader scope, but like people we know, people, <laughs> yeah, people we know saying it's a great movie, and it's like, yeah, it's it's good, but I don't think it's as good as you're making it sound, <laughs> right? Like it's good for a Blumhouse movie. Well, yeah, there's that. <laughs> Like it only made three point one million dollars, <laughs> and of course it only cost one million to make. But wait, I'm seeing box office one hundred. Oh wait, I'm looking. I keep forgetting I'm looking at the wrong Wikipedia page. <laughs> it made almost one hundred sixty million just in box office. Made how much? Almost one hundred sixty. God damn! All right, well, spoiler alert: Pearl made three point one million that must be why they just threw it on. Well, I mean, it is Universal, so I guess you know, Peacock being their home base. Home base. Yeah. Say. What was the budget? Uh, says between sixteen and eighteen million. Where? Well, I mean, you figure the the marketing is included in That's that. That's true. And you know, and Ethan Hawke's and Ethan, paycheck. Yeah, however much that may be. He was the only, like, hard to even call him an A-lister, but, the, like, the 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 name that you would know. Yeah. Or the face you would recognize. He was the only Although one. Although you never see his face. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, Jeremy Davies was in this. Um, who was the other guy? Um, uh, James Ranson, who played... Uh, Is that Max? Hmm? Is that the guy who played Max? Max, yeah. He was in It. He played um, Big Eddie. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah, it was a good movie. I just I I'm, I don't didn't really see the the rave. Or I I didn't I didn't see what was getting all the rave reviews. Yeah. I I like I said. I I thought it was it was good. It was perfectly adequate. But I. I feel like so many people, like especially the people that we know whose opinion we trust more than, you know, Gene Siskel or whatever. Um, <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't trust his opinion. <laughs> but yeah, people like were just like talking about it like being like the best horror movie of the year and stuff. And I'm just like, I don't I don't see what yeah. you're seeing. Yeah. Like I said, you know, maybe I was just a, a victim of hype. And that if I had come into this being like, oh, Blumhouse movie, groan, <laughs> maybe I would have been pleasantly surprised. But um, Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. It didn't even occur to me that it was a Blumhouse movie. 
it's universal, so it should have, but it just went over my head. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's got uh, 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's got... Let's see, I think it was 88% for critics and 82% for audience. Or maybe it was, maybe those numbers are flipped. I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, it, it seems it's like it's all very broadly appreciated. What's the IMDb score? Uh, seven. Okay. Anyway, I don't. I, I don't want to keep dragging this on. Um, yeah, all in all, it's it's a pretty solid little movie. Um, yeah, actually, here first re- first review on IMDb. I wish there was more depth to the story. Yeah, it was. It seemed very surface level i mean like it you didn't really like dig into like the grabber because because at one point you know the grabber tells finn that the phone is broken it doesn't work don't even bother but it rings and you know presumably it's something that only finn can hear but i, f- I forget who it was that was he was talking to says the grabber can hear it too but he tries to pretend that he doesn't so, like, what does that mean? Right. <laughs> Get into that. Yeah. It's like, I know people like to maintain, you know, they're, they're, they're um, antagonists. They want to maintain a little air of mystery. That's fine. But you could, I mean, he's got a brother. Like, Max is his brother who lives with him or is staying with him or whatever. Uh, so, it's like, you've got that. You're, you're kind of opening things up there a little bit. Kind of dig into his past a little, or the grabber's past a little bit. Plus, Max does cocaine. Yeah, he does. <laughs> it's so funny because the cops are out. Um, a- actually, after Finn disappears, that cops are out canvassing the neighborhoods, and you know, just doing door to doors. And they knock on his door, and this is before you know he's his brother. Knocks on the door, and he like opens it a crack, and he's like, "Hey." He's like, excuse me, sir. Have you, have you seen this boy? He's like, you the cops? This young boy. He's <laughs> like, you're the cops. Come in, come in, come in. And he's got crazy guy board set up. You know, news clippings and maps and strings and shit and little pins. Pepe Sylvia. Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> Carol. 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 <laughs> Nobody's worked here in years. <laughs> Uh, and um, he's like, I've got it, you know, I've, I've figured it out. Like, you know, you ducked this boy here and this boy here and this boy here. You know, he's got he's got to have a house where he can hide these kids. So he's got to have a garage and yada yada yada. And he's like, I've determined that he's got to be in this area right here on this map. And the cops are like, Okay, so if you see anything, let us know. And all this, co- this cops like, and he, and he says. Do you live here? He's like, no, I'm just, I'm, this is my brother's house. I'm crashing here for a little bit. And he says, you might want to clean up before your brother gets home. And there's a bunch of shit on the table. But then we look down and you see there's a couple lines of coke there. <laughs> and he's just like, ah, idiot, stupid. And then, <laughs> and then he does a line. Then he does a line. 
anyway. Um, yeah, so uh, the story is good, and I I would like to check out the Joe Hill story because I mean, I also want to like why can Finney hear it? Yeah, like it, is it a chinning thing or like is it very well could be? I mean, if that's I mean, I kind of figured that like since Gwen apparently has these dreams that that basically tell her the future and got it from her mama and. Got her. And you know that th- maybe this is Finn's version of whatever she has. Yeah. Um. So it, it very well could be just like kind of a a, a family, you know, in, inherited trait, g- trait or gift or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, for a movie that's like almost an hour and forty five minutes long, like they could have gone into more things. It felt like. Yeah, and that you know that's often a pitfall. Of adapting a short story into a feature film. It's like you have to fill out so much time. And especially when you're not creative, like Blumhouse. <laughs> and no, I mean, this is not to trash Derrickson at all because he's he's made some some good work in the past. Um like C. Robert Cargill. I know that name. And I'm I not know sure that why. name also. Sinister. You. Doctor Strange. The, oh, the original Doctor Strange. Looks like he's also a uh, author. Hmm. 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 Um. The Rules of Attraction. The oh, TV act, show? Actor. Uh, I think the movie. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that was <laughs> Rules of Engagement was the TV show. Yes. With Putty. <laughs> and David Spade. <laughs> Same David Spade impression. Yep, <laughs> nailed it. People are gonna listen to me. It's like that's that David Spade, and it's almost like he's in the room. Like they just spliced in audio of David Spade. <laughs> clearly, I could do like a Joe Dirt. All right, go ahead. No, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> Coward. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, when you when you try to adapt a, a short story into a feature length film, there's just you got to f- bolster it out somehow. And if you don't, then that's when you have movies like this that kind of drag in parts. And you know the story theme is, seems very thin because you stretched, you know, what was probably equates to like twenty thirty minutes into you know an hour and a half. And instead it's, of building on it, you just stretched it out. Yeah, exactly. Um. But and from from reading the 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 synopsis of the of the short story, it sounds like it's pretty much the same. So it doesn't really look like they expanded on this much. Mm. So that that's just something that uh, screenwriters have to be aware of, I guess. And, it, and you know, maybe it's just something that you don't even realize until you see it played on out on screen. True. <clears throat> It's kind of like when you're like writing in big font and you try to write from one side to the other and then you realize you wrote the font too big. Big ass H. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of like that. Except like you writing a little too small. Y. <laughs> and the next line, big ass B. Is <laughs> that? It's Mulaney. Mulaney? Yeah, okay. Got to get a Mulaney reference in there somewhere. <laughs> 
Anyway, okay. So, um, yeah, it, it, it it's fine. Um, I don't think it gets. I don't think it really deserves all the hype that it got. But what are you gonna do? Um, give it a seven. Yeah, when you said that the IMDb score was seven, I was like, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Free uh, on Peacock. That's right. If you have the Peacocks. Next is not free anywhere. You got to go to the movie theater and watch it. You got to pay. It's a little movie called Pearl. to leave this farm again. I'm worried there may be something real wrong with me. Rumor has it they only take one gal per town. We're looking for someone with X Factor. It has to be me. How about a film nobody else has seen? Is it legal? Will be eventually. I know what I've done. Bad things. Terrible, awful, murderous things. Help me! I want to be loved from as many people as possible. But truth is, I'm not really a good person. All right, so Pearl uh, is a prequel to X, although it's it could be a standalone film. It really doesn't have any bearing on the events of X. Yeah, the only thing, the only thing that really like lends to X is the same uh, location, same farm. Yeah, I mean, we you know it's it's an origin story. It's it's more more so than a prequel because mm-hmm. uh, it is. I mean, do we know exactly what year X? took place in i think it was 1975 okay i knew it was the 70s but so th- this is almost 60 years earlier this place tastes plaques tastes go me yeah this takes place in 1918 uh during the first world 1979 War. sorry okay i thought it was late 70s so yeah 61 years before uh like i said during the first world war uh pearl is a Young, a, a young girl. She's a young gal. It's funny because, like, the way that she acts and is treated by most people in this movie feels like she's like fourteen. Yeah, 
but I mean, Mia Goth's 28, I think. And, you know, like Pearl's married, so she can't be that young. Mm -hmm. I know back then people did get married a lot younger than they do now, but what? Says that she was, oh, okay. I was looking at Wikipedia, says she was born in 1993. It says age 28 or 29. Do you not know the birth month? Like, yeah, that that's what it is. It doesn't show a month, so I guess she could be either one. <clears throat> so, yeah, like I said, she's married. Her husband is away at war. She is living on this Texas homestead um, where the events of X took place with her German immigrant parents. Her father is infirmed. The, obviously, the, the Spanish flu is going on around this time. Anybody who's familiar with history knows um, is that it, what her dad has or that's what it, her mom implied, but, but it's, yeah, it's never directly said. I never took the Spanish flu to be like a, like an affect the nervous system. I know. I thought he had polio or something. Yeah. Yeah. He's in a wheelchair and he's pretty much, uh, incapacitated. Like he's paralyzed. I don't know. If, it seems like his entire body. Uh, the only thing that you ever see move is, is his eyes. Mm-hmm. And like he 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 kind of almost moans, but yeah, that's, that's yeah, he true. like slurps his food. Yeah, but Pearl dreams of getting out of this town and going to Hollywood and being a star. Obviously, very similar to Maxine from X. Mm-hmm. I want to try and not correlate the two too much because like i said this this could be a standalone film yeah well i mean if i don't did you mention it already that in x both maxine and pearl are both played by mia goth right which i guess we did mention that during horror business but just to reiterate yeah so that's that's kind of the direct tie here is that mia goth is again playing pearl but this time at around the same age as maxine correct uh, also, Mia Goth wrote this with Ty West. Yeah. Which I didn't realize until I saw the opening credits. Yeah. Which, by the way, the opening credits are like very sign of the times. They're like, you know, golden age of Hollywood. Very kind of lassie Yeah, very MGM. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like uh, like Wizard of Oz, Gone with yes, the Wind type very thing. Wizard of Oz. Um, yeah, which like thinking back to X and how it was very kind of 70s grindhouse like it's it kind of fits the theme of you know sticking with of, of more than just the setting kind of matching the era yeah uh but like i said pearl dreams of getting out and becoming a star but her mom is just very kind of overbearing says you know she has to stay on the farm and take care of the take care of her father and uh does not approve of her trying to be because she she wants to be she wants to be in the talkies, right? Um, and her her mom just does not approve. Yeah, and like it. So her mom is German, presumably her her father is too, but he never speaks, so we don't. That's know true. For sure. yeah. But uh, you know, it, it is during the the midst of the First World War, which was against Germany. Yeah, and so you know when you when you're at war with some another country you know back home people tend to persecute those people i mean we saw it world war ii 
We saw it during every every war we've ever had in the Middle East with Vietnam, Korea, all of them. It's it's all happened here. And so the same thing was happening then. People were Germans were being persecuted. And back then it was easier to trace German heritage too. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Yeah, there's a real quick part where Pearl picks up a newspaper and she's like, oh, the Allies took over France, I think it was. Yeah. And uh, her mom was just like, I don't want to hear about any more dead Germans. Right. Yeah. So I had launched into that and I don't think I actually got to my point. Was that I th- That's so unlike you. <laughs> Thank you. You're usually very concise. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> but I think Pearl's mom was very um, worried about making a target out of themselves. So that's why they, she insists on Pearl kind of keeping to themselves and not draw attention to them. She's also very concerned about the Spanish flu. Yes. Um, at one point, Pearl has to go into town to get her father's medicine. And it it all feels very COVID. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm sure was on purpose. Oh, I'm sure. Because Ty West, or I, mean, I guess Ty West and Mia Goth could have written this and kind of looked past that element of that time with the whole Spanish flu thing. Mm-hmm. But they really like leaned into it. They really hammer home like the masks yeah. and, and the isolation. And um, yeah, I mean, the, the isolation part is a big subplot of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but like she goes to town to get her father's medicine. She's like she has to wear a mask everywhere she goes. But she sneaks into the movie theater after getting the medicine which she takes a swig of. And by the way, it's liquid morphine, right? <laughs> she just pounced. I was, I was waiting for her to start tripping or something. Like, Hey, you could just get that kind of shit at the pharmacy back then. Yeah. For two bits. Fucking. Yeah. Just opiates over the counter. Yeah. Yep. Two, you know what else you can get for, uh, two bits. That's right. Shaving haircut, which is how that's, she even knocks on the door. When she goes back to the projection room, she knocks on the door and does shave an haircut. Yeah. Two bits. Two bits. No cartoon can resist the old <laughs> shave and a haircut. <laughs> but so she goes to the movies. What, and what is two bits? It's like two cents, I think. Was there a two cent coin? Maybe. Because she just gives that guy, she gives the pharmacist a coin. Maybe it was a toonie. A toonie? <laughs> There's children playing hockey on the back. <laughs> She goes to the movie and she watches, uh, what was it called? Something Follies. Uh, fuck, I can't remember. Me neither. But basically the movie is just like a, a chorus line. It's just these women dancing in a chorus line. And then she like goes around back and she's like reading the, the playbill, which is wild to me. There's a playbill for a movie theater movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Um, What'd you find? Let's see. Something about bits? Yeah. Spanish dollars were deemed equivalent in value to a U.S. dollar. Thus, 25 cents was dubbed two bits as it was a quarter of a Spanish dollar. Wait, what? Huh? I don't understand. (laughs) That didn't make any sense. Because there was no one Bitcoin, a dime was sometimes called a short bit. And 15 cents a long bit. So. Was there a 15 cent coin? Also, that math doesn't check out. 
Well, so I guess a quarter was two bits. Sure. I get. I assume that was because there was no, because a dime was ten bits, or sorry, a dime is one bit. It's a short twenty bit. cents. Twenty. There's no twenty cent coin. There's no so. one bit of coin a dime. Fuck, this is confusing. Yeah, it is. I'm confused by the short and long of it, and that's the long I talk about. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Uh, she goes behind the theater and the projectionist like comes out and gives her a cigarette and is like flirting with her. Basically just says, you know, I'm here, I'm here all the time. If you want to come, come and knock on my door. <laughs> and she's like, you know, I'm married. And so then she's riding home all high on, uh, <laughs> high on opiates. <laughs> and she, oh, he gives her a, a frame from the movie mm-hmm. you know takes it off clips it off the projection and he's gonna add in he's gonna one, add in a dick one more frame of a dick <laughs> no one knows they saw it there's a cigarette burn Boop. so she's riding home and the the frame flies out of her pocket into the cornfield and so she's walking through the cornfield looking for it. And she comes across the scarecrow, which is fucking weird looking. That, that had to have been like a cast of somebody's face. Yeah. It's it's not like a pumpkin for a head or like, you know, a burlap sack or something like you normally see. It is. It looks like a plaster cast of someone's head or like a mannequin head, maybe. Yeah. With like little wooden balls for eyes. Yeah. It was creepy. creepy. I kept waiting for that thing to open its eyes. Yeah, me too. But it's like up on a post or something that she has to climb up and then she like pulls it down and starts dancing with it and then goes to the ground with it and all of a sudden it, and, like the face turns into the projectioner's face and she just screams she's like I'm married and uh and just and then and then fucks, fucks it. it just humps the shit out of it like she starts like at first she kind of like kisses it gives it a little little peck and then she just starts open mouth kissing it. And I was just like, oh, she's going to fuck it. And then <laughs> and then she did. I, I thought I was joking. But <laughs> she just starts grinding on it. Okay, here. More about bits? <laughs> More about bits. It's based on the sense of the word bit that refers to one-eighth of a U.S. dollar or 12 and a half cents. However, monetary amounts counted in bits were only given in multiples of two, as in two bits and six bits. So two bits is a quarter, and that's because bits were just measured in 10. So 25 cents was a two bits. But why? I, I don't know, <laughs> but that's the explanation. Okay. I'm going to start selling things for two bits. And just see what people send you. <laughs> it's like here's a sticker, two bits. Who like 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 dollars? It's it's, <laughs> it's two bits. I have this many. <laughs> Take it out of this. <laughs> see how many people just give you two dollars. It's like all right. <laughs> it's not what it costs. But... I don't have change. <laughs> Um, so let's see. I don't want to just 
read or think about the whole go through the whole movie. Yep. This is the wrong podcast for that. So that's my other podcast. <laughs> but she uh I guess at the very beginning when she's talking to animals, this goose comes in and she's like, You don't belong here, Mr. Goose, and stabs it with a pitchfork, which of course was her weapon of choice in X. Right. And like I thought she was gonna like just like put it down in front of the goose, but no. She killed it. Yeah. And then feeds it to an alligator, which again, she does an X. Right. Uh, Theta. Hmm? Theta the alligator. Was that its name? Yeah. But most of this movie is just her kind of like aspiring to be famous. And like her sister-in-law comes along and tells her about this audition for a dance troupe. And so she's like talking about getting ready for that. And it's it takes a while to kind of really get into the craziness of Pearl. Yeah. I was really expecting it to be more like X, and it really wasn't. It really was more like every other Ty West movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's all I could think of. As I was watching this, I was like, oh, this is this this is one of those Ty West movies. <laughs> Which isn't necessarily bad, just it's just much slower. Yeah. But yeah, like X, it really kind of seemed like, oh, he's moving into this like slasher direction. Um, and yeah, and then this kind of went back the other direction where it was much more kind of story driven and much more character driven as opposed to just a lot, a lot of action and, and blood and guts. Right. Also, the only movie with Mia Goth I've ever seen where she didn't show her tits. Yeah, I think you get a real quick kind of nip slip look. And then not a slip because she's in the bath and she's naked, but like a real quick kind of flash of a nipple. But other than that, like Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, like I mean we talked about it last episode how we it felt like Mia Goth just like doesn't like wearing clothes because she's always naked in her right. movies. But then I was like, she wrote this one, so now I feel like she doesn't like to be naked and I was maybe she's just like, her. I don't need to do that anymore. Um yeah, I mean, eventually Pearl kind of starts descending into madness. And like I said, the the isolation of being on the farm kind of lends uh, a lot to it. And then uh, just mental breakdowns of different things, her husband being away at war and, um, you know, her, obviously her overbearing mother and her invalid father and, and her, a lot of things weigh on her and kind of push her over the edge. Yeah, and her mom was like, you know, when she starts to kind of like rebel against her mom, her mom's just like... Uh, you know, I'm I'm paraphrasing here, but she's basically saying like, you know, I'm protecting other people from you because I see a darkness and like an evil in you, and you know, I'm trying to make sure that you don't hurt anybody. Um, you know, again, paraphrasing, but it's kind of that general gist. Yeah. Um. So it's like it's you know it's obviously yeah isolation. And the um, and just you know cabin fever almost, but also she's just got something wrong with her, which we see in in X. Yeah, um, I mean in X, it, it like it felt like she was like just like so horny it made her angry. <laughs> which as been, been as, there, yeah. I was gonna say as as uh, males, we we remember puberty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like oh, I need to do something with my. T- you do something with my dick. But I don't know what yet. 
<laughs> it's just hard all the time. Is that from from uh, Slam and Salmon? It's like <laughs> I need to take an edge off on the convention. So I do something with my cock. <laughs> or something like that. God damn it. It's probably like the funniest part of that whole movie, and I can't remember the fucking line. No, the funniest part of the whole movie is, What's up, Noodle Dicks? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah, like I said, as far as like a prequel, it doesn't really lend into the events of X other than kind of giving you a look at where it started. Like, way back. Yeah. Like I said, it's more of an origin story than a traditional prequel. Um, the movie itself is good. Like I said, though, um, like I, I don't want to try and compare it to X, but being in the same series, it's inevitable. Uh, this one is much slower and much more um, about the, the characters than the... It's, it's less like a slasher. Yeah. And you know, I mean that follows with what he, what um West. Um, what West, you know, was kind of designed how he designed the movies. You know, like X was supposed to be like a gritty grindhouse type film. Yeah, I mean I mean the comparisons to Texas Chainsaw Massacre are apt. Like, yeah. And you know, this was um I got definitely more of a, you know, even though this takes place, you know, kind of turn of the century and was very stylistically involved or uh, um, inspired by, like you said, the kind of golden age of Hollywood and those, you know, big Technicolor films. Um, I've got a lot of like Hitchcock from it, like almost like Psycho. Yeah. Um, I didn't get that, but now that you say it, I, p- I pick up on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just that, that kind of feel. So, I mean, I could say not a slasher, but I mean, Psycho is kind of a slasher. Uh, so, I mean, I think some people call it the original slasher, actually. Um, but yeah, much more indicative of, I mean, obviously, you know, saying Psycho was the original slasher. What year did Psycho come out? Like in the 60s? Yeah. 60? So yeah, like there, there weren't, horror movies at, at the turn of the century, like during world war one. Right. So it's hard to say that it's inspired by the era. Yeah. 1960. But, but it is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like everything about it, like the, the coloring, the music, the, the acting, the credits, the credits, like all of it is clearly inspired by like those Judy Garland movies and, uh, and movies of that era and Casablanca. Yeah. So it does kind of make more sense for the story to fall more in line with that than it does with X. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like comparing it, comparing it more to movies that came out in like the thirties and forties rather than, you know, turn of the century because right. It's not black and white. It's not silent. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically, what was going on in 1918 was exactly what she saw at the theater. Mm-hmm. Just very grainy, um, uh, black and white film with, you know, with no sound. And a lot of times 
it's got like an accompanying like um, musical track that's played along with it, or there might be a, like a live piano player in the theater playing along to mm-hmm. it. <clears throat> so that's been would have been more in line of that era, but in in keeping with what. Nobody would he, fucking watch that. I mean, well, yeah, but keeping it in more in what he was inspired by creatively. Creatively. <laughs> creatively? <laughs> Too many syllables. Um, you know what impressed the shit out of me is that when we, when we watched X and we first learned about Pearl, and, you know, not only was X a movie where he went, filmed it, and was like, hey, here's my movie. Surprise, because like at least I didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, it's like coming soon, Pearl. It's like what the fuck? And like to watch this movie and see how fucking big it is, or at least how big it appears. I mean, the budget's only a million dollars. Yeah, well, like I don't know how much. I mean, it was filmed in New Zealand, which has a very generous tax credit, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and also making New Zealand look like. Texas. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been to New Zealand, but I've seen movies. <laughs> um, but there's really only three settings. Like most of it is on the farm. Yeah. And then there's the town. See, that's that's what got me was the town. Yeah. It's like unless there are towns like that that, that exist in New Zealand, because if there aren't, they have to, they had to retrofit an entire like street. They very well may have. For a million dollars? Well, that's a good point. Um, and so I just I wouldn't have guessed those kind of things exist in New Zealand, but maybe I'm wrong. And cornfields. That's not something I would have thought they would grow in New Zealand, but maybe they do. Yeah. Uh, but it's just corn. <laughs> a big lump of knobs. It has got the, the juice. juice. It has the juice. Uh and just how, like I said, how big it is, uh, or how big they, they made it look, This the production value is very high, it seemed. Yeah. And just for them to do that, for them to pull it together so quickly, I mean, I would think, because I think we talked about it when we did X, like, and we, we, we mentioned Pearl, and, you know, they... Ty West and, and Mia Goth wrote this while they were filming X. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, it's like, hey, we still got the crew. We've still got the location. Let's just do another movie. And it's like, okay. Yeah, apparently they pitched it to A24, and A24 was like, yeah, fucking do it. And they were like, what? <laughs> well, yeah, it probably said, well, it would cost us a million dollars. Like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, for them to just be able to pull all all of this, what, what we saw on screen, for them to pull it all together, it what had to have been a very small amount of time is just really impressive to me. Um, and I, I don't know exactly what the timeline looked like, but it had to be very concise. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it says here that, uh, according to West... While, Hex was, while X was heavily influenced by the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise and the works of Mario Bava, which explore how the rise of independent filmmaking affected society, Pearl will be a melodrama meets the Technicolor style of Mary Poppins and The Wizard of Oz, made as a demented Disney movie and based on the works of Douglas Sirk. 
And we'll explore how Hollywood filmmaking has influenced people. Douglas Sirk did Written on the Wind. Not sure what that is. But Ty Westwood. <laughs> and then, you know, when we talked about horror business, how Maxine's going to be based on kind of the, um, the, the, uh, the takeover of home media and how that lent itself to the porn industry. Why the porn industry really took off when, when home media became a thing. Yeah. People didn't have to go to theater to Peep be shows. perverts. They can just do it at home. <laughs> um, yeah, like even though I I enjoyed X quite a bit more than this. Sure. Um, but I'm pretty excited for Maxine. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, it's the 80s, which that's that's our wheelhouse. Yeah, for sure. They're, they're, it's very hard to go wrong with the 80s. And it's porn. <clears throat> it's porn. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the nudes. <laughs> Uh, that's more tasteful than what I was going to say. <laughs> that's more tasteful than what I was going to say. What were you going to say? It has the jizz. <laughs> <laughs> A big lump with knobs. <laughs> <laughs> A big lump with knobs should never be involved with porn. <laughs> it should not be something that is caught on camera. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm 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 excited for for Maxine. I be, you know we don't know anything about it, but I'm very curious to see what it's going to be about. And I have to I have to imagine it's going to be like stylistically very heavily influenced by like Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the Thirteenth and those movies that really kind of you know popped up in the '80s. Yeah, yeah, like maybe like Sleepaway Camp, but I don't know. It, it's hard to tell because. It didn't really set Maxine up for that kind of thing. No, it doesn't. As, as a character. Because we know, I mean, at the end of X, we see that Maxine is actually the son of a, like a real... Daughter. Sorry. <laughs> daughter of a real like... You had a sleepaway camp moment? <laughs> of a real like hardcore Bible-thumping preacher from from the south right with well, think he's a televangelist isn't mm-hmm. he? um and uh now for her to go into porn i don't, I just, I don't know how that's going to play out i i i can see it being more like pearl than it is like x yeah but she, you know it didn't really set her up to be like a psychopathic killer like Pearl is. So, I mean, I could see a movie where she is doing basically the same thing Pearl did, where she's like killing people to kind of get ahead in the porn industry. Yeah. But that didn't really seem like the kind of character that she is. But who knows? Who knows what happened between 79 and 85? Fucking six years, but Fucking cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) Cocaine! Like, I could see her going like full Patrick Bateman and just... Killing people on the on the low. Yep. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. I wonder if they're gonna film Maxine in LA. 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 Or if they're gonna go back to now making New Zealand look like LA, I think that would be, that would be a, a task. Much <laughs> more of a task, yeah. 
There's there. I mean, you could make like Vancouver look like L.A. if you had to. I mean, you can make Vancouver really look like any. Make city. it look like Santa Barbara really easily. I learned. <laughs> um, of course, this is going to be like since it's going to be porn in the eighties. This is going to be like San Fernando Valley, like North Hollywood and and um, Reseda and, and that kind of area. And there's um, going to be so much bush. There's <laughs> going to be enough bush to choke a mule. No. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway, but maybe that area, especially in the eighties, may be easier to disguise somewhere else, but who knows? I think it would be easier just to shoot it <laughs> in the valley. Well, yeah, but that would probably cost them a lot. Sure. But I mean, you know, like you saw day shift. Like that kind of look, that's hard to replicate. Like you see that and it's like, yeah, that's LA. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I think LA actually knew some like he's trying to make California more friendly to filmmakers again. Is he? I think so. I think we're trying to do that in Washington too. Cause we've been losing our asses to fucking Canada and I mean the whole US film industry, like, you know, if they're not shooting in like Georgia or like North Carolina, like um, uh, black phone. They're shooting up in Vancouver or mm-hmm. shooting in you know some. Well, yeah, because most places Eastern want to tax the shit out of them. Well, yeah, and that's that's always been the problem. It's like, if you want people to fucking bring jobs and you know big movie studio budgets to your state, you need to like give them some wiggle room. <laughs> right, like you can go film in Australia and they'll pay for your movie and give you money and fucking bagels and whatever else you need, like. Yeah. I don't know why I said bagels, but <laughs> those famous Australian bagels. Right. <laughs> you like some bagels with schmear, mate? <laughs> I was just thinking of craft services, and I don't know why bagels was the only thing that came to mind. <laughs> I don't know. Coffee? Could have said coffee. Coffee. Coffee's coffee is important. And then, yeah. Mac and cheese or something. <laughs> Okay. Put another right. shrimp on the bobby for me. <laughs> oh, we still need to rate this. Uh, seven. Which is what I gave X, but I, like I said, I, I liked X better than this, but it was a seven. Yeah. What did I give X? You gave it an eight. I did give it an eight. Okay. Yeah, seven. Like I, like I said, I liked X better, but I feel like giving this a six would be too rough. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm. Indeed. <laughs> okay. Well, that's going to do it, guys. We made it to the end. Yay. And it only took us forever. About, <laughs> I think almost three hours. Um, but don't worry. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with a brand new episode, guys. I think it's the last one before October, isn't it? Nope. It is October, Rama. The next one's October, Rama? Yeah, it is. Holy fuck. Where'd the month go? Oh, my God damn, you're right. Okay, well, check us out in two weeks for October, Rama, guys. Week of the Vampire. Taylor, what are we going to be watching? 
We're going to be watching The Night Watchman and Byzantium. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I said that. I don't, I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> I have, I've seen The Night Watchman. I've not seen Byzantium. Oh, you saw The Night Watchman? Uh, yeah. I mean, like, around the time it came out on VOD. But All right. I don't really remember it. Anyway. Point is, I don't know why I said mm-hmm that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, that'll be fun. And then that's just going to kick off four long, hard, solid weeks of pure grave plot goodness, guys. That's right. And as we said before, you can pick the theme for week three. So head over to our Patreon and sign up to, uh, to do that. The poll is going to be open, uh, October 1st. So if you don't see it yet, don't, don't text me. Don't at me, bro. Don't don't tweet me. <laughs> Yay! Love Octoberama. Love that Octoberama feeling. Yeah, it's guys. definitely not a lot of effort. But. Yeah, it's definitely not exhausting, especially when you have to do other things. But <laughs> okay, uh, we'll call up there, Taylor. Until we come back. Where can people find us? They can find us at graveplotpodcast.com, as well as wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Give us five stars. Let us know how much you love us, how much you hate us, how much you are indifferent to us, how much you think our feet smell. Doesn't matter. Just give us five stars. The rest is gravy. Uh, you can also follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as Grave Plot Podcast, or on Twitter as Grave underscore Plot, and as I said before, Patreon.com slash Grave Plot Podcast, and uh, GraveplotFilmFest.com for our upcoming Film Fest. Submit your films today. Also, check out my other podcast, Cult of Splat, at CultofSplat.com. Yeah, and if you're into art, you can uh, check out my Twitch channel at Twitch.tv slash art. Or if you just want to see art, you can go to Instagram.com slash Skeleton the Art. You just print it off the internet for free. Hmm? You just print it off the internet. <laughs> Dude, that's like... It's wordmarked, right? All your shit's wordmarked? Or watermarked? Uh, not my stuff on Instagram, no. But I, I do watermark it on my uh, website. But that's like a big pain in the ass because like, you know, whenever I make something or if I draw it digitally or if I scan it, I always do like really high quality so I have a high quality version to send to the printer um, when I need to make prints. But I have to reduce the quality and put a watermark on it whenever I put it on my website. So if at least if somebody's printing it out from my site, they get a shitty copy. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Thanks for joining us, guys. Hope to see you again in a couple weeks. Blah. I'm gonna leave What's that. one last I'm gonna leave that one in one last disgusting bodily function. <laughs> that one's for you guys. Uh okay, so until we are back with you again. Avieter Zane. Which means till we meet again. Yep. <laughs> Threw me off. <laughs> I was building up to something, which is to say goodbye. I'm Skeletoni. I'm Taylor of Terror. This has been the Grave Plot Podcast, where we're all a little dead inside. 
with Paul Shear. 